Oh, wow, we made it through. The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gons as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is December 18th, 2020. This is episode 278. And today, Nuke Hack Vax Flack. <laughs> and uh, I'm not Dr. Seuss, but I am your best buddy, Basil. And this is Gons. Welcome to the podcast where we praise Jesus while reporting the egregious We bring you a well-rounded, biblically-grounded intake of world events, so thank you for joining us live or later on on the podcast app or some app that plays podcasts. We appreciate your presence. Yes, welcome. Welcome to all. We are back. It is the end. It is the Friday of the first (laughs) week. It is the end. End of it all. It is the Friday of the first week of the vaccination, uh, I don't know, ramp up in the United States. And so we'll have a lot to talk about, checking out what's floating around the interwebs as well as the mainstream news. Um, But I don't know. What else? uh, Anything that just must be said before we jump right in? No. Let's let's jump (laughs) right in. There's there's no time today. No, there's no time. Yeah. So uh, just a brief, as you know, we touch on the election stuff because that's not uh, our thing really is to get too political or anything like that. But uh, we do want to report this story here. This was published a couple hours ago on Axios. It's making its rounds on social media. Scoop. Pentagon halts Biden transition briefing. So, uh, mm. yeah. Oh, yeah. This is getting serious now. You got to take a little break. <laughs> that is curious. Yeah. You know, it has a sort of obviously China is a big concern right now, uh, no matter how much they want us to think it's all about Russia. Um, but what a time for the Biden transition team to be left out of you know national defense briefings when we have probably the biggest hack certainly in american history um well world, world history for sure yeah in sure terms of how big this hack probably is in terms of you know with, with all the eighteen thousand, yeah. less than eighteen thousand companies i was gonna say that but also i'm not very familiar with major uh hacks that go on in uh, China or something. Who knows? But yes, you're right. Certainly one of the most, the most notable hack uh, to ever be released publicly. Um, and of course, there's a lot of national security concerns of which we will uh, talk about quite a bit later on in the show. Um, but it does kind of make you wonder what's going on that uh, they don't want the Biden transition team to be aware of. Yeah. So the Axios article briefly, it says acting defense secretary Chris Miller ordered a Pentagon wide halt to cooperation with the transition of president elect Biden, shocking officials across the defense department. Uh, and then uh, Biden transition director, Johannes Abraham 
contradicted the Pentagon's official response to the story on Friday afternoon, telling reporters, let me be clear, there was no mutually agreed upon holiday break. Mm. I like how he thinks it's a holiday break. It's a break. <laughs> Don't worry. It's just a break. Just a holiday break, but we didn't agree to it, even though- You don't have to show up. Don't worry. We just had a digital Pearl Harbor, but you know, <laughs> just, just uh, pretend like that didn't happen. Uh, and it just kind of goes on here with the story. What I thought was interesting at the very end of this Axios report, mm-hmm. um, it says, uh, these same senior leaders needed to do their day jobs and were being consumed by transition activities. With the holidays, we are taking a knee for two weeks. We are still committed to the productive transition. And that was uh, a quote by the senior defense department official there. So uh, playing, playing some, some politics there, maybe. You know, oh, it talks about talks Always. about taking a knee. Talks about <laughs> it's like a light shade on the on one side of the political aisle there. But uh, trying to downplay, it, you know, like oh, you know, we're, there's just so much going on. We just uh, we wanted to take a take a knee real quick and get some get some things done. Like yeah, maybe I've protect the country. Before. Yeah, yeah I've pulled that move before. Oh, don't worry, we don't uh, we don't need you to come in today. Just take a break. Yeah, it's break time. So, <laughs> uh, what if they played that over the loudspeaker there at the Department <laughs> yeah, at of the Defense? Pentagon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's great. that's all we'll mention here. It'll come up again, obviously, in the story about the the nuclear arsenal hack. Uh, but before we get there, we're going to do uh, our usual things here. We have a very interesting flippy update. You ready for that, Basil? Yeah, I'm ready. That's right, folks. It's the Flippy Update. If you're new to the show, uh, let me just learn you something. Flippy is the colloquial name we have for the disembodied robot arms that are taking our jobs, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. We use talking, uh, we use talking about Flippy as sort of a proxy conversation about robotics and AI and how they will inevitably take over the world. So be nice to Siri. Watch out. Um, But today, this is a very interesting article coming from taskandpurpose.com. And the headline is the army is working on super nimble swole bots. (laughs) Swole bots. Uh, It's been a theme recently on uh, this show, but uh, the article reads like this. Despite American pop culture's dire warnings about the future of robot warfare, did they just call us pop culture guns? We are pop culture. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Where's my Illuminati check? Oh, no. I'm Uh, not going to get that. Army researchers simply can't help themselves when it comes to developing new and freakish machines to accompany soldiers onto future battlefields. According to the Army Research Laboratory, the service is currently researching what it describes as, quote, robotic systems packed with muscle tissue that can produce, quote, never seen before agility and versatility in a ground-based system. The field of research known as biohybrid robotics, quote, integrates living organisms 
to mechanical systems to improve performance, according to the ARL. Quote, muscle tissue is outstanding at producing a specific amount of mechanical power at a given moment, and its versatility is unrivaled in robotic actuation today, said Dr. Dean Culver, an ARL research scientist, in a statement. Now, don't expect the Army to roll out a fleet of muscle-bound walking butt kickers to bust down doors alongside soldiers anytime soon. Instead, the service is focused on applying the logic and elegance of biological systems to clunky and clumsy ground-based systems. Indeed, the ARL says that the first applications for biohybrid robotics will focus on legged platforms like the Army's legged locomotion and movement adaptation, the LAMA. Research platforms in the U.S. Marine Corps legged squad support system, the LS3, although Culver and his collaborators, quote, are also considering flapping wing drones. Ah! (laughs) That's the spookiest thing I've ever heard. Uh, Quote, one obstacle that faces ground-based robots today is an inability to instantly adjust or adapt to unstable terrain. Culver said in a statement, quote, muscle actuation, though certainly not solely responsible for it, is a big contributor to animals' ability to navigate uneven and unreliable terrain. Similarly, flapping wings and flying organisms' ability to reconfigure their envelope gives them the ability to dart here and there, even among branches. Quote, in multi-domain operations, this kind of agility and versatility means otherwise inaccessible areas are now viable, and those options can be critical to the U.S. military's success, he added. If this sounds decidedly creepy, you're not alone. The prospect of robotic sidekicks that move irrelevant like flesh and blood creatures because of their artificially manufactured muscle tissue is absolutely the stuff of our science fiction nightmares. Quote, organisms outperform engineered robots in so many ways, Culver said in the ARL statement. Uh, Quote continues, why not use biological components to achieve those remarkable capabilities? I'll tell you why. I've seen this movie before and it tends to suck total butt for the human (laughs) organisms involved. Some live censoring there. Then they give a little clip of the Terminator. But there you go. This is interesting. We've been following the biomechanical uh, field for a while. And they've, this isn't the first time that they've mentioned this as an idea. Um, But, you know, this really is an interesting take on the biblical passage referring to uh, uh, iron and clay gone at Mm -hmm. this point. It's mixing, putting human flesh muscle on robotic skeletons, uh, of course, is not a brand new concept. That's pretty much the entire concept of the Terminator. But they seem to be pretty excited about making it a reality sometime soon. What's creepy is that they're going to have like the LS3 or whatever, just legs. You know, that's going to be the weird thing. Yeah. Llama legs walking around carrying just stuff. Just big beefy legs. <laughs> yeah, big beefy big, swole legs. Swole legs carrying stuff yeah. around. I mean, that that's what's going to be uh, uncomfortable for me. Uh, when I, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, but you're right. Well, the whole uh, iron mixed with Meyer clay in Daniel 2 uh, uh-huh. mentioning that is as part of this. And, you know, usually we think about uh, we've talked about that topic or that passage in context to machines entering our bodies 
but this yeah. is kind of the the other way it's it's like adding that's a great point yeah yeah that's usually taken in the context of cybernetics and uh cyborgs and implantable chips etc etc transhumanism this is like opposite transhumanism this is human trans robotism <laughs> trans robot yeah trans robot what it is uh trans robot might not uh convey the correct no that sounds like something that would show up in the new video game cyberpunk cyberpunk 2077 cyberpunk apparently it is cyberpunk Uh, yeah shout out to my gamer boys and girls out there yes they did pull cyberpunk 2077 from the uh, PlayStation Store because it just does not work on the PS4. Um, so I'm glad I didn't get involved. That game looks scary anyways. But it's got, uh, what's his name? Um, Keanu Reeves Ooh. is like a main character uh, in the game. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I, I know Whoa. Kung Fu. <laughs> Sweet. You know, did I mention it recently in the past, uh, I think it was last month, I actually watched... Um, oh man, what's the surfing movie called? Uh, point, uh, point break, point break. I watched yeah. point break for the first time <laughs> for the first time, really for the first time. I never seen it before. And, uh, it is really uh, the pinnacle of human achievement. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, it is the best. I can't tell if it's the best worst movie or the worst best movie. It's one of those. One of those, yeah. Keanu yeah. Reeves is always involved in in those types of movies. Yeah. It's really hard to well, tell. So back to the story, you know, one thing that takes me by surprise, Gons, I take a lot of time looking at robots, just looking at them, researching robots. And it seems a little early to be getting into the mixing, uh, into the bio biological mechanics thing. We don't even have... Uh, readily available good regular robots and they're already working on turning them half we don't logical we don't but they do oh yeah that's a good point yeah they've already had it they got the spot robots they got all kinds of stuff going on and uh well did i see that uh the boston dynamics sale went through yes i tried to i tried to use that as a a flippy update a couple days or a couple episodes ago, but you said uh, boring and you s- yeah, swiped well, left. I something else I wanted to talk about. Yeah. But so there we go. Well, hopefully flippy survives. It was to Hyundai, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. Yes. And flippy wow. will have their, uh, maybe flippy walking will grow flesh. Cars. We're just talking oh, over please. each other. Oh, please. No, no flesh near the deep fryer, please. <laughs> oh Yeah. That could go wrong, huh? That's yeah, uh, just not going to work out when when you put the uh, fleshy yeah, robot on the deep fryer. You're right. It takes away a lot of the uh, durability that you're looking for in a robot if you start putting human flesh on it. Well, it'll be like the Terminator. You know, he'll just keep going. You know how uh, he like you know, fell into the right. the uh, the the lava, but then he still his put his thumbs up. You know, spooky metal skull underneath. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we All have right. a couple updates here. Um, I don't think I want to do a normal brief update because we're just uh, we're trying something a little different, not too different, but just a little different. Got a couple thirty-three updates. Thirty-three is the number of completion of the Great War. Thirty-three being the Illuminati dog whistle, and there was a bunch of thirty-three 
mentions uh, last couple days, but I chose uh, these two here. The first one, bizjournals.com. All 33 New Mexico counties now in red tier. Latest data shows. And that's Ooh. talking about the uh, uh, threshold, uh, the red tier in New Mexico. And yeah, I guess they have 33 counties. It's an counties. amount of infections, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. All 33. Yeah. They did it. All 33. Ah. Yay. Oh, we got them <laughs> Congratulations, all. New Mexico. That's you interesting. New Mexico there. has 33 counties. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wake up, New Mexican sheeple. Yeah. The other one here that I wanted to mention is from WashingtonPost.com. Brain controlled gaming exists, though ethical questions loom over the tech. And you're, mm. you're wondering, where's the 33? It's in the first paragraph here. As the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center shuts its laboratories following the COVID-19 outbreak, Nathan Copeland, a 33-year-old volunteer, mm. collected the equipment that would grant him transformative abilities during lockdown. And he's another, uh, you know, he's paralyzed from the chest down. Mm-hmm. Um, but he took home the advanced brain computer interface. And I guess he started playing games with it. So <laughs> hey, make sure that's probably what I'd do. Hey, make sure you know what you're doing. Um, 33 years old. You're allowed to do it. I guess they're like, Oh, we'll just turn, <laughs> turn blind eye. Cause you're 33. And that's, that's the age. Jesus uh, rose from the <laughs> dead. So we're going to let you rise from your slumber into virtual reality. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that's one of those things about virtual reality. It's giving uh, sort of an expanded life experience to those who can't uh, do the th- normal things. Yeah. So, well, I hope he has fun. Yep. Okay. Here's another numerical update. Oh, that was a little loud, huh? I guess I should turn that one down a little bit. Sound good to me. Yeah. Uh, oh. I skipped it. Here it is. BaltimoreSun.com. Maryland's coronavirus death toll adds 49 as officials report 2,217 more cases. This is published on December 20, uh, December 17th. After Maryland reported fewer than 200 deaths in October, 1,152 people have died in November and just over half of December. Maryland has reported 666 deaths. So oh far this month, they love reporting at that number <laughs> about 13% of the state's overall death toll. That's, mm. you know, 13, the whole Osiris number there. Yeah. They're all plugged into it's, the occult uh, numerology. <laughs> it all comes together in Maryland. So, yeah. Uh, well, what a coincidence. Yeah. 666 is 13% of <laughs> yeah. their death toll. They love it. They're like, oh, we must, we must publish a story now that we have the numbers aligned. So there you go. That's our quick 666 update there. And then um, I have this one. Speaking of the beast system. Beast, 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 beast system. Now, you always tell me or talk to me about the statistics of Canary Cry News Talk, which countries we rank highest in. And South yeah. Africa pops up quite a bit. Yeah, as, South uh, Africa, they love us down there. Uh, so this this jives with that thinking. News24.com. Opinion. Vaccines of the devil. Mogo, Mogoins. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Mogoing uh, is contestable statements. Threaten vaccine confidence. And um, 
Let me just read the first paragraph here. As the UK took its first step last week in what stands to be the biggest mass rollout of vaccination in its history, South Africa's Chief, Chief Justice Mogoin Mogoing caused a stir following his controversial stance on vaccines, wherein he publicly prayed that people be spared the quote, satanic agenda of the mark of the beast. Yeah. There's that vaccine being the mark of the beast thing again. Sure. I mean, this guy needs to check his scriptures. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, uh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to really condemn him too much. I mean, certainly, uh, certainly a good number of people think that's the case. I won't be too concerned until uh, I have to sign a little paper or take an oath to deny Jesus Christ to get my vaccine. Um, But I will say, let's see here. Um, I'm looking at the charts now. So producers, listen up. I'm just going to give you the charts now. Let's see. South Africa. We actually took a little bit of a tumble. We're we're 103 right now in South Africa. Were we we, like... in the top 40, the last time you told me, like two days ago, it goes up and down. You know, it's all based on who puts out episodes when. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So we, we fell a little bit. We're, I forget what number I gave last time, but yeah. But I will say, New Zealand, we're sitting at uh, number 54 all right. in news commentary. So there we go. New Zealanders are catching on. Very good. And uh, close behind, we have Canada. We're sitting at number 57. Do we have News any commentary. Canadian? Sto- I don't think we have any Canadian stories. Sometimes Canada's in there a lot more than yeah, you think. They've, they've, yeah, they make it on the the show pretty often. Yes. So anyway, there you go. I just thought I'd mention that the uh, the South African Chief Justice just uh, publicly prayed that people are spared the satanic agenda of the mark of the beast. And you know, I know he means this in the vaccine uh, situation here. But uh-huh. uh, in principle, in general, we can agree that people are spared. You know, people wake up and are spared of the satanic agenda of the mark of the beast. Yes, that's a, that's I a agree. Thing I, can agree I also with. hope that. Yeah. So, you know, again, not going to be too harsh on the guy, but it's interesting to see from the chief justice. Yes, you don't yeah. usually see that kind of thing from. They're pretty woke over there. <laughs> yeah. So there you Shout go. Shout out to South Africa. Shout out to South Africa. And um, we, we, Wanted to do this quickly to get into the main story here today. Stop this progress before it is too late. Which That's is this ginormous story. Yes, it's big and we got a couple uh, angles to take from it. I'll start out here on time.com. Uh, and as we reported on the past uh, couple episodes, I believe was the solar winds hack. Yes, that was the other big news. The biggest hack possibly in the history of uh you know our our Earth world or pancake or globe whatever wherever you land on that spectrum um that affected 18,000 organizations in the United States including i believe it was all branches of the military and uh, most of the government were all included in this hack. And now this headline US nuclear weapons agency hacked 
as part of massive cyber attacks. So the news just keeps on rolling. The article reads like this. The U.S. Nuclear Weapons Agency and at least three states were hacked as part of a suspected Russian cyber attack that struck a number of federal government agencies, according to people with knowledge of the matter, indicating widening reach of one of the biggest cybersecurity breaches in recent memory. Um, Interesting. They changed. uh, I don't know if this means anything, but, you know, when it comes to mainstream media, you really got to pay attention to the language. Uh, In previous articles that we've written, they've called it alleged Russian cyber attack. And now it's suspected Russian cyber attack. Yeah. Is there a big difference between those two words to you? Uh, Maybe a little bit, but not not so much. I feel like alleged has more of an accusatory tone and suspected is just kind of like, I don't know. Suspicious. Suspicious. But when you allege something, it has a much more sort of official accusatory tone. But anyways, Microsoft said that its systems were also exposed as part of the attack. Hackers with ties to the Russian government are suspected to be behind a well-coordinated attack that took advantage of weaknesses in the U.S. supply chain to penetrate several federal agencies, including departments of Homeland Security, Treasury, Commerce, and State. While many details are still unclear, the hackers are believed to have gained access to networks by installing malicious code in a widely used software program from uh, from SolarWinds Corp, whose customers include government agencies and Fortune 500 companies, according to the company and cybersecurity experts. Quote, this is a patient, well-resourced and focused adversary that has sustained long duration activity on victim networks, the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency said in a bulletin that signaled widening alarm over the breach. The hackers posed a grave risk to federal, state, and local governments, as well as critical infrastructure and the private sector, the bulletin said. The agency said the attackers demonstrated, quote, sophistication and complex tradecraft. The Energy Department and its National uh, Nuclear Security Administration, which maintains America's nuclear stockpile, were targeted as part of the larger attack, according to a person familiar with the matter. Oh, for once, I just want somebody to name a source. I don't think anybody's named a source in all of 2020. (laughs) An ongoing investigation has found the hack didn't affect, uh, affect, quote, mission essential national security functions. Shailen Hines, Hines, uh, a Department of Energy spokeswoman, said in a statement. Quote, at this point, the investigation has found that the malware has been isolated to business networks only, Heinz said. The hack of the nuclear agency was reported earlier by Politico. Microsoft spokesman Frank Shaw said the company had found malicious code in our environment, which he isolated and removed. Quote, we have not found evidence of access to production services or customer data, he said in a tweet. Quote, our investigations, which are ongoing, have found absolute no indication that our systems were used to attack others. Reuters had earlier reported that Microsoft was hacked and that its products were used to further the attacks. In addition, two people familiar with the broader government investigation into the attack said three state governments were breached, though they wouldn't identify
identify the states. A third person familiar with the probe confirmed the, uh, that state governments were hacked, but didn't provide a number. Oh, and this, you gotta love this. Biden's pledge. While President Donald Trump has yet to publicly address the hack, President-elect Joe Biden issued a statement on Thursday on, quote, what appears to be a massive cybersecurity breach affecting potentially thousands of victims, including U.S. companies and federal government entities. Quote, I want to be clear, my administration will make cybersecurity a top priority at every level of government and will make dealing with this breach a top priority from the moment we take office, Biden said, pledging to impose, quote, Substantial costs on the uh, on those responsible for such malicious attacks. Russia has denied any involvement in the attack. Heinz, the Department of Energy spokeswoman, said they uh, that efforts were immediately taken to mitigate the risk from the hack, including disconnecting software quote identified as being vulnerable uh, to this attack. With this, and there you go. That's the end of the article. Interesting how they had to, of course. Uh, put in an advertisement for Biden. Uh, interesting though, that uh, he is suddenly not allowed in the national security uh, Pentagon meetings. Got hairy so, legs. There you go. He's pledging to make, uh, make this his top priority. Well, that's going to be difficult now that he's not allowed in the meetings. Maybe they told him that he needs to shave his legs and stop Listen, you know, smelling women and kids and anyway, that could possibly be it. But um, I don't know. I, I mean, there is a possibility and this is just conjecture, you know, his connections and his son's connections with China, which are now officially, you know, uh, part of a larger investigation could have compromised his uh, his standing with the Pentagon on these matters. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh I did get a note from somebody who received an alert from the United States Computer Emergency Readiness Team. It's called the U.S. Mm. CERT, and uh, they sent this PDF, which is public, so it's not you know, it's not something top secret or anything like that. Uh-huh. Uh, but the the activity alert states advanced persistent threat compromise of government agencies, <laughs> critical infrastructure, and private sector organizations. And, you know, it's more of a little more of a technical document uh, outlining what's going on here. Um, And, yeah, some of the quotes from the Times were, you know, directly lifted from this document, I think, or parts of it. Um, And uh, the, what does it say here? Organizations with suspected compromises need to be highly conscious of operational security, including when engaging in incident response activities and planning and implementing remediation plans. And part of it too, it's not so much that you you just need to, uh, you know, turn off the software. Uh, the compromise is somewhat so severe that it, you know you're going to have to basically do uh, Hillary Clinton style break some of the the hardware or yeah. uh, or uh, smash your uh, <laughs> hard drives with uh, hammers and yeah or uh, wipe some servers or yeah do um. Uh, how, what's his name? Elliot from that show. I can't remember the show, name of the show right now. Mr. Robot, you know, where he puts it in the microwave. Yeah, of course. To get rid of the evidence. Um, you know, it's interesting is specifically just to break down this article a little bit. This is obviously a damage control PR piece, uh, from solar winds and affected 
agencies or organizations, um, the way that they kind of describe what they do to <laughs> the steps they took as precautions is such is such non-technical uh, jibber jabber. Like, oh, we just disconnected it. Yeah, disconnected. We just disconnected it. the software. We we saw it and we disconnected it. Disconnected so don't worry, software. Safe. <laughs> yeah. Right. How do you disconnect software? You can disconnect I mean, hardware. You can, you can but turn the, off the problem software. is that the hack, uh, you know, has been going on for months. So yeah. disconnecting uh, anything at this point is uh, not going to you know, have any sort of effect. This is, um, this is part we, this was kind of leading up because remember like a week or two ago, we had the story about fire eye with the logo with like the single eye on fire. And yeah. they mentioned like, oh, we the protection thing that we have for all of our customers, it was stolen. Remember that story where they're like, yeah, the, all the stuff was stolen. Um, so it seems like it's they, they've been slowly rolling this out. But, you know, I, I do have a an angle here that okay. m- may not be correct. I, I would I will admit um, before I even mention that there is a if you go to energy.gov. <laughs> They do have a Secretary of Energy signs order to mitigate security risks to the nation's electric grid. And uh, this is really interesting. Think about the timing of the, the election and the transition of power and everything. Okay, that, Keep that in mind when I read this section here. Washington, D.C. This is on December 17th. Today, the U.S. Secretary of Energy, Dan Brulette, issued a prohibition order designed to reduce the risk that entities associated with the People's Republic of China pose Mm. to the nation's bulk power system, BPS. The order invokes the authority delegated to the Secretary of Executive Order 13920, securing the United States bulk power system, and takes effect January 16th, 2021. It's four days before the official inauguration hmm. of Biden. Interesting timing, okay. right? Yeah. The order prohibits utilities that supply critical defense facilities, CDF, from, proc- from procuring from the People's Republic of China specific BPS electric equipment that poses an undue risk to the BPS, the security or resilience of critical infrastructure, the economy, national security, or safety and security of Americans. So uh, the very, you know, here's a quote here. The bulk power system is the backbone of our nation's energy infrastructure and is fundamental to our national security, the American economy and our way of life, said Secretary Brolet. Uh, quote, it is imperative we secure the BPS against attacks and exploitation by foreign adversaries. This order is one of several steps this administration is taking to greatly diminish the ability of our foreign adversaries to target our critical electric infrastructure. So again, very interesting. And Trump issued EO 13920 on May 1st, 2020 Illuminati day. That's when he issued the the executive order and granted Mm. implementation authority to the secretary of energy. I know people have talked about this a little bit, but this is very fascinating in terms of, uh, the I guess the implementation or just the call to to invoke Executive Order thirteen nine twenty. Um, so 
Yeah, and, and this document mentions specifically the People's Republic of China, and and a lot of people suspect that this hack was actually you know had to do with China, not so much Russia. Russia seems to be the uh, I don't know, like the the scapegoat the, in the whole yeah, thing. It's just the fun. <laughs> I don't know, man. After the whole Russia Gate thing, you can't. It's just I know it, it's it will just be so silly for people to get so worked up about Russia well, at the first drop of a hat. True, you know? but also great time for Russia to actually hack people <laughs> to actually do something. Because confidence point. in Russia is at least for half the population is very low. The other half, it's like everything's Russia. Yeah, the problem is, and I was talking to uh, one of my. IT buddies, um, very talented type of guy. And, you know, I was, I, the fun joke was, oh, so was the solar winds thing you? And he laughed and he said, oh, I wish. I was like, so what, what do you think? Was it the Russians or what, what? He's like, dude, there's no way to know. I mean, you can yeah. route any hack through Do Russian anything. servers. Yeah. And a lot of people, I mean, a lot of hackers do route all their hacks through Russian servers because um, the way it's set up over there, you can stay anonymous and just route everything through Russian servers. So, yeah, <laughs> Russia always gets blamed for hacks because, you know, you can be in anywhere in the world and route your hack through a Russian server. Um, and then, of course, the Russians get blamed and you get off scot-free. Oh, you know what? Somebody mentioned the Russia jingle, and I do have that somewhere here. Um, but anyway, so, uh, yeah, I mean, th I thought this was interesting. And then I'll give you my kind of angle on this whole thing. Okay. And again, this is just, let me be clear. This is speculation. This is not, you know, any, any kind of... Uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't do this on evidence per se, just my sort of speculation. <laughs> okay. I just want to put that out there that because good. You know, um, and I actually tweeted this, this out. This is your theory. Your just conspiracy a theory. theory. Yeah, just a theory. Uh, I said, this is an exposure of the frailty of our current digital infrastructure. Hashtag false flag question mark, uh, with blockchain and, and, uh, DLT, which is distributed ledger technology replacements ready to go. It was time to destroy web 2.0. Correlation is not causation, but Bitcoin price went crazy in tandem with the announcements of solar winds. And if you kind of think about it, you know, yeah. the Bitcoin, just the market cap of Bitcoin and the all time high and all that same week as the greatest hack on our, on our infrastructure, especially yeah. energy, because energy is a big one when it comes to Bitcoin, Bitcoin mining. And, um, and this also speaks to the possibility of China being behind this. Or at least, you know, the culprit in this, because China does own uh, a lot of the mining farms out there. Um, they don't have, you know, full power. Obviously, it's a distributed system, mm -hmm. but they do have a lot of the mining pools that that operate in China. Uh, so, you know, they, they use a lot of energy. They use a lot of cheap energy, and that's partly why they're able to have that many nodes out there. Right. But um, yeah, so it's just one of those things I'm thinking through and I'm like, okay, if we're thinking about this in a, you know, in a critical way, there's always, somebody always benefits. These things don't tend to happen in a vacuum. You know, you don't allow this sort of thing, or even if you're trying to prevent it, it, it just doesn't happen. And then like, oh yeah, let's just announce it. And uh, hey, oh, they got into our nuke, nuke stuff. And th that to me is Yuck like, stuff. Uh, it, it's kind of ridiculous because in my mind, it's like, okay, 
if they really have the nuke codes, first, wouldn't they have some kind of random generator? Well, some kind I don't of, think anybody says they have the nuke codes. Yeah, but it's just but getting into the nuclear infrastructure. The infrastructure, and the, the just arsenal. A, as a reminder to everybody listening, you know, it's this isn't just nuclear weapons. This is also nuclear power. Right. Um, so, you know, it could have been anywhere within that infrastructure. Uh, but the Time article said that it's not mission critical, so everything's fine. Of course they're going to say um, that. <laughs> well, and as for more, uh, just a little bit more context, Solar Winds is uh, sort of a business infrastructure software uh, company. So I don't, uh, I would be pretty surprised if Solar Winds was being used in some, you know, weaponized capacity for uh you know nuclear missiles or something yeah um but you know there's there's a lot of infrastructure that goes around these government organizations and uh, probably wouldn't want russia or china to be involved in any of it right right well that's what i'm saying is when you think about the greater people at the very top you know they they, they know that this kind of stuff is was going to take place and it just feels like hey all right the transition is now let's start, let's start exposing some of the problems certainly with the whole on system. A, yeah. Certainly on a psychological operations basis, uh, taking, <laughs> increasing, uh, the animosity to Russia would take, uh, take attention away from China, thus attention away from Biden's connections to China mm -hmm. and also decrease, um, you know, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, confidence to decrease confidence in the, the fact that our entire world runs on the Internet and is supposedly safe. Um, so, you know, it's another I, I called it kind of a black swan event when this um, hack happened at the beginning of the week. And I think more aptly, you could call it a potential black swan event or a black swan warning event, because the real black swan event would have been. Yeah, they do get into the power grid, shut something off. They well, do yeah. disrupt the uh, supply here's, chains. Here's the thing, though. They don't cetera. they don't have to actually go through with any of it, because especially if they do, if they really like pull, you know, they, they shut off the grid, they do that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. then they they sort of give away their positions too like you, once you act upon it you can right. be in there and be be invisible but once yeah. you move then then it's like oh there you are it's almost you know it's what's the uh, yeah. it's like a it, so there's an they analogy. Been waiting they could have been waiting for Biden's uh, inauguration day or something yeah. <laughs> but they didn't we found them <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah what is there's like an analogy the dark forest analogy or something where you can't see them until they move. I don't remember. Anyway, there's, hmm. there's something along those lines where, uh, but like a T-Rex vision. Sure. It's T-Rex. Their vision is based on movement. Guns. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Those little chickens running around. <laughs> Good luck. Um, but that's, yeah, that's basically my takeaway here. And you, you mentioned how it's, it's a, a black swan event. I think it can be. I, it is, I, I think I, it I is think kind it, of a psychological black swan event. And even, even economic, you know, you can make demands uh, or yeah, just anybody anonymously and say, Hey, we're going to do this. We, you are compromised. 
we will expose this unless you give us this, that sort of thing. Right. But well, that was a potential. The thing is they didn't really do that stuff. So as far as it's, it's uh, actual effect, I think it's more of a psychological black swan than anything else. Right. And the fact for those who understand just how impactful that this, (laughs) this hack actually was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, just, for it to be public like this is very interesting to me and the timing of it all and right. the shutdown. And even, even if you break down this time article, because we know time is like the tip of the spear when it comes to PC mainstream, you know, button sure. up, whatever they, they blame Russia. It's very loose on the technical terminology. They talk about how it's no not a threat. Named sources, no, no name sources, details, nothing. And then a whole thing on Biden, how Biden's great. And so yeah, you right. clearly tell that it's how uh, Trump's not doing anything. Yeah. And Biden pledges to do it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he doesn't even really know what cyber means, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so this is a big story. We'll keep tabs on it. This could be part of the cyber pandemic or the cyber cyberdemic or yes. what we call it. Cyber demonic. Um, and just that whole, whole situation there. And yeah, we'll just keep track of it. Yeah. And, uh, and more things will be coming out for sure. They're in the midst of, um, yeah, figuring it all out as we speak. And this, this also ties into, you know, a lot of the, uh, I mentioned this on Twitter as well, how the same people that were, and we've talked about this, the same people who were warning against martial law are now pushing for it. Yeah, it just seems like crazy. Again, it just seems like a good setup, you know. Like, hey, and, and then uh, Lynn Wood tweeting about, oh, hey, get your food ready, make sure you have your guns, and a week's worth of food, and the ten days yeah. of darkness, and all that stuff. It kind you know, of plays into that setup, you know. A totally. Oh no, it's totally set up for some sort of thing. I will say on that uh, on that point, I did go to my grocery store just to get some some. Uh, some gallons of water, some supplemental water Mm -hmm. just to have around, you know, you should have that anyways, but I thought I'd pick up a few more. They had put a two item limit on, on (laughs) bottles of water Water? and yeah, water and two item limit. And so I go up there and you know, you can play the game. There's 30 different types of water you can buy. And uh, so I got two of each one. And oh. went, up to, went up to the cashier. She's like, "Uh, you can only have two of those. Uh, there's a two item limit on those products. I'm like, yeah, two per product, right? <laughs> She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I only have two of each of these 30 different kinds of water. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bring me up. Let's go. Did they, did they do it? She did not push back. I had bested her. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Touche, cashier yeah, lady. Yeah, there you go. That's how you yeah. get around the system. I know. Now I have way too much water. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay, it's good to have too much. Better to have too um, much than not enough. What was I going to mention? I was going to mention something. Oh, just real quick before we move on to the next stories, which we should do. Uh, I want to mention, if you're watching over on YouTube, please take a second and like the video. Very important that we get uh, likes early on in the video. Tells the 
algorithms to uh, let other people share the show. And we made a mistake. We did put uh, the VAX word in the title of of this uh, live stream, which certainly has um, sabotaged our chances of this video getting shared very much. But your likes will help a lot. So thumbs up the video. Thank you very much. I thought the algos would like the little play on the words, you know, like, ooh. Dr. Seuss, the new Dr. Uh, Seuss. We love Dr. Seuss. New Cack Vax Flack. All right. Anyway. Okay. It's it's categorized under the children's section. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Listen up, children. Let's give you some truth. Um, Yeah. Because, you know, those algos. You can't handle the truth. You got a whole bunch of vaccine updates here. Yep. And for those of you who are new to the show, we call them vaccine because that's what the Japanese call it. And we were trying to get around the algos in America. And, uh, but I don't know if it's working. It's, it hasn't caught on really with the, with the public. Yet. It's caught on to some people. I've seen some other outlets uh, start calling it vaccine. Really? So, yeah. And I have no idea who else would have, you know, like who would have even tried to make that crazy word be the thing? So I've seen a couple. It's certainly not made it into the mainstream yet. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to start off with this tweet from our current president. We will launch a new age. Can and- I real quick? I know I hate doing this, but I want to give a shout out to uh, DJ Peace in the Twitch chat. It says, thanks, Basil and Gons. You guys have no idea how bearable you make work sometimes. You know, we've got a large uh, contingent of people who listen live while they're working. And uh, good job, folks. Keeping keeping the economy going. Feeding your families. Yeah. Or I, I, it makes me feel good to know that I can make a work day a little bit more bearable. Which, by the way, we're on like crazy lockdown, 0% ICU beds in my neck of the woods here. Uh-huh. And I go out and nobody's listening. No, no, like all the businesses, restaurants are open. No, nobody's. I think, oh, I think oh, Newsom messed up big time. <laughs> over there like, in Southern California. Yeah. Nobody's following the oldest. No, no, no. I think wow. Gavin Newsom really messed up. And, even the uh, even the liberal Democrats out there are like, yeah, if Newsom's gonna keep his wow. winery open, it, it's pretty a social revolution against Newsom. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Because there was a, a call to uh, uh, a recall, <laughs> recall Newsom. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. As a little update, I mean, last I checked, they were almost halfway. Uh, the signatures. Almost yeah, the signatures that they need to to <laughs> to activate an actual recall of the governor. This is awesome. The last time you know, we the, did that, we got Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, that's what I was going to bring up. Yeah. yeah. So who knows? Who knows <laughs> what's going to happen this, this time? Next time. Oh, great. Maybe uh, you'll get like Chris Pratt. You know. Yeah. All right. Uh, Not bad. Star Lord. Star Lord. Okay. Yeah. I'll, Chris I'll, Pratt. Uh, at least as far as his PR is concerned, is a Christian guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim Dillon, I don't think he's a Christian guy, but he said he would do it. Like he was I serious about it that. too. That he was going to yeah. run. Comedian guy. Um, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Trump tweeted this out yesterday on December seventeenth. He said, "All stock or all time stock market high. The vaccine and the vaccine rollout are getting the best of reviews." 
which will challenge that idea in a moment here. Moving along really well. Get those shots, everyone, in quotation marks. Stimulus yeah, talks. quotes around shots. Also, stimulus talks looking very good. That That's very strange. Why did he put the, the quotations around shots? Yeah, that is interesting. Get those shots, everybody. Like, what, yeah. <laughs> what is the deal with that? Get those shots. Yeah, Ennumati2 uh, in the Twitch chat does point it out what I pointed out to you is he's supposed to say jabs. <laughs> he's supposed Get to say jabs. jabs. Is that why Are we just universally adopted <laughs> no jabs? Idea. And he's like, so weird. he's like, I like the old way. I like the shots. <laughs> Maybe this is another dog whistle. Is this a stand, stand down and stand by? What are moment? the, yeah. What are the Q, what are the Q bots saying? That's they, a good question. They, I have not heard a lot from the Q bots because they have been banned from the internet. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, but I'd be curious if what their breakdown is of the, the quotation shots. I was like, well, you, well, they're not shots. What are they? Yeah, I don't know. That is so weird. Yeah, I mean, is he? Are there fake shots that we can get? Is well, he like be. wink? Get the shot. Well, maybe. See, that's the thing. That's the other. If you're like super pro Trump, maybe this is his way of like, oh yeah, we're rolling out the vaccine. We're just doing it kind of to keep you know to keep the. Uh, the crazy people at bay. And uh, yeah. this is our way. This is my way of saying, oh, yeah, yeah, the shots. Yeah, get the you shots, see, everybody. Uh, Pence allegedly got his shot this morning, right? Yeah. I was looking for the something. video. Is there actual video of him? I did it? see it. I did not grab it for you, though. Okay. There was video. Um, I was hoping that it would be another one of these, like they lift the cap on or retractable needle or something. Um, but I, I had yet to see any breakdowns of that. Yeah. You know, I've, in every single one of these instances, they're jabbing it into the left shoulder. I mean, look at me. I'm saying jab now they're, oh, they're no. using the left shoulder. Is that just, uh, just to try to make it so it, people don't talk about it as the mark of the beast, because they know that if they put it in the right arm, People are just automatically going to start talking about the, the mark of the beast in the right hand and the forehead. I have no idea, but I don't think they need that to have people call it they the mark of the beast. They don't, but I'm saying, but uh, it, yeah, maybe that's just a PR thing. You know, just make sure you get it in the left shoulder. Well, you know, the funny thing is, remember when they were talking about Obama and Bush and Clinton all getting their shots? Yeah, I'm waiting for that. And of course, everybody turns around and said, oh, they're not going to get the real vaccine. They're going to get saline. They have not even put that much work into a lot of these videos of people getting the vaccine. Oh, I know. I mean, yeah. They're we'll, like we'll, pretending to they're leaving the cap on the syringe. Yeah. We'll, One of them didn't even have like the, the syringe plug wasn't even pulled out. There's right. nothing in right. it. Yeah. He just kind of pretends to push it. Yeah. yeah. Like, man, that's they're not even going so far as to try to pretend that there's anything in these vaccines yeah, or well, in these public displays of uh, virtue. Well, that's the thing. It's become these, uh, it's become a, a, a virtue signaling thing here by sitting there and, and getting the vax on yeah. air, on video to instill confidence in whatever. Um, yeah. But uh, it, it didn't go so well for this nurse here. This is on ABC uh, oh, channel yeah. nine. 
and uh, we'll watch the, the footage here. This is 30 seconds. Can you turn it up a little bit? I can't. This is loud as it goes. Here, let me let me do some. Uh, here, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm scared. I got to remember to turn it back down because all the other okay. jingles will be really loud. So let's try this one again. CHI Memorial called reporters to their hospital as they vaccinated their first group of frontline workers. This nurse was in that group. About 17 minutes after receiving the shot, she took questions from reporters, and then this happened. Whoopsies. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And for those who are uh, not watching live and you are just listening, uh, she is takes a little shot. She's very happy about it. She stands up and is speaking at a microphone and then apologizes for a second and says she's feeling very dizzy and then uh, has a public display of dizziness by fainting and falling onto the ground. Yeah. Uh, the little clap is the funniest part beforehand where she's like, yay. She does a little like happy clap. Yeah, she's getting the right. jab, you know, like, yay, happy clap. I got the vaccine. And then it falls over. You know, what? what is the messaging going? Do you think this is real? Do you think this is lady actually? Painted? You know, that occurred to me too. And that's the problem with us, Gons, is we question every single thing we see. Wow. Why do we question so much? <laughs> I know. It would be so convenient if this was uh, just so real. You know, I, uh, yeah, go ahead. I mean, it was just so convenient. How she she uh, is so excited. She's so perky, so happy, and then gets up to speak, and then doesn't right <laughs> and falls back down. But I I don't I can't really think of like a comprehensive reason. There's one why they would. There's uh, one. I have one. I have a theory. Okay, you've got I have a one. theory. My theory is that, and we this is again off the cuff. I don't have any hard tangible evidence to support the thesis, but here it is. Uh, this is the Pfizer vaccine. Moderna, uh-huh. Moderna is the other one that's ramping up to be shipped uh-huh. out there. This could be a sabotage play, you know, Ooh, like all oh, the I Pfizer see. vaccines don't work. Look, the, the woman fainted on air. You're right. You know? Okay. Yeah. You know, that is a pretty crazy situation we've been put in where there's two separate companies trying to save the world and have everything to gain uh, and nothing to lose. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. Maybe somebody didn't pay their advertising bill on uh, mm-hmm. what, what is the pr- uh, channel that this played ABC. on? You know? ABC. ABC. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're definitely Pfizer's behind on their advertising uh, invoices. So yeah. they're like, oh, you're not going to pay your bill? We'll have some lady faint after taking your, uh, <laughs> your thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's is also another side of it, which would be a predictive programming um, angle, uh-huh. which is, you know, like, oh my gosh, she fainted. Oh, but she's okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. Fainting is normal. So when you faint, don't worry. You're already expecting it. Because that's been my biggest frustration is they keep saying nothing's wrong. No bad effects. No nothing. And then everybody's caught by surprise when, oh, lo and behold, something bad happens. Right. Um, So it might be a little bit of predictive programming going on there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to see if uh, these things aren't easy to, to sniff out. 
Um, but obviously a lot of these major outlets, ABC, NBC, the, the major money comes from pharmaceutical companies. And yeah. so most of their advertising, that's where, that's where they get their money. So you got to kind of look at, and I'm looking oh, at yeah. this article from ABC news and they do a side-by-side comparison of Pfizer and Moderna. It's almost like, uh, because of the fact that the, the media holds so much influence that these companies mm-hmm. are almost battling it out through media. And so maybe it was a sabotage move by Moderna too. Well, <laughs> this lady like and- works for Moderna and she's, you know, or even just Fauci, because uh, Fauci, oh, right. Fauci has a, is a stakeholder in Moderna. That's and right. He is not a stakeholder in Pfizer. As right, far as I know. right, right. So there you go. I mean, that's just very interesting. But uh, well, and the fact that they let it play on. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, that was what I was any say. real? If this was the real deal, you know, and they really were afraid of uh, you know giving some sort of bad impression. If they if they did not want to give a bad impression, they would have just cut away. That's they right. Wouldn't, they wouldn't have shown it. That's right. And they knew, they have to know, that a woman fainting on air on mainstream live oh, TV. What a great point. Thank you for pointing that out. They, they have, yeah, they have to know that the, the anti-vax people are going to be jumping all over this thing. That's a yeah. ratings yeah, a young, champion. Young, vibrant, you know, uh, medical workers. That, and she puts her... Uh, hand up to her head and she's got her wedding ring on and then she faints. It's a classic image. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a classic image. Yeah. Oh, Faint. <laughs> I'm fainting. I Quick. hope she's okay. And then the doctors in their lab coats rush up to her, you know, wearing their masks. Yeah. Yeah. Very, mm, interesting. very interesting. So anyway, that's, I, I wanted to touch on that and, and, deconstruct a little bit of that because I know people are just running with it as, Oh, see the vaccine, you know, is bad. And yes, we, we agree that it should not be just willy nilly being thrown out yeah. there like it is now, but, uh, but how this type of footage is used on either side of the conversation. It's all about, I mean, we all are aware <laughs> of uh, what's going on. Now it's a matter of being able to point it out in the media and also accurately communicate it with those we want to communicate it to. Right. Well, speaking of which, I got a little thing here for you um, about the Alaskans. The Alaskans. Uh-oh. Did I? Oh, no. New York off? Times. Okay. Well, I got this other one here. Shoot. I got, um, I got paywalled. Oh, you did? Do you have, are you paywalled on this? I'm, I'm not. I can, I can okay. run it real quick. You want Hold on. Let me try one thing, and then, yes, I might have you take it. Oh, gosh. Um, hold tight, folks. Okay, here we go. Nope, I'm getting paywalled. Your really? Turn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this I was going to actually pop this into a different, uh, a different browser. browser real yeah, but it's all IP, you. man. They got your IP. They know. Oh, but if you're fancy like me. You got the zipping. If you're fancy like me and you can't, uh, nobody knows anything. Oh, that's okay, right. hold on. Give me three seconds. I'll see if I can get it up. One, two, Do three. They have me. I think I'm good. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, this is from the New York Times. So you know it's legit. <laughs> the headline is Two Alaska Healthcare Workers. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Did you get? Oh my gosh. Did you get? I just lost. And this is not a paywall. Okay. This is a VR issue. Okay, here we go. Two Alaska health workers got emergency treatment after receiving Pfizer's vaccine. Mm-hmm. And this goes along with what you were saying. Uh, 
why not just say COVID vaccine? Why not call it COVID-19 vaccine? Why specifically in the headline say Pfizer's vaccine uh, when currently there are no other vaccines available? Like it doesn't even matter whose vaccine. There's only one. Yep. But okay, let's keep going. Two healthcare workers at the same hospital in Alaska developed concerning reactions just minutes after receiving Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine this week, including one staff member who was to remain hospitalized until Thursday. Wow, this is not just fainting. This is hospitalized, hospitalized. for many days. Yeah. Health officials said that the cases would not disrupt their vaccine rollout plans, and they, they were sharing the information for the sake of transparency. Yeah, nothing to see here, folks. The first, <laughs> I love how they, they did it for transparency now, but uh, what right. about transparency leading up to the entire pandemic? Quote <laughs> yeah. unquote. The first worker, a middle-aged woman who had no history of allergies, had an anaphylactic reaction. This is interesting because, of course, we heard about uh, you know Fauci and others coming out and saying if you have a history of allergies. Be very careful. Only take this in a place where they can uh, zap you and bring you back to life. Um, but this no history of allergies had an anaphylactic reaction that began 10 minutes after receiving the vaccine at Bartlett Regional Hospital in Juneau on Tuesday. A hospital official said she experienced a rash over her face and torso, shortness of breath and elevated heart rate. Dr. Lindy Jones, the hospital's emergency department medical director, said the worker was first given a shot of epinephrine a standard treatment for severe allergic reactions. Her symptoms subsided, but then re-emerged as she was treated with steroids and an epinephrine drip. Wow. So the, she recovered with the first EpiPen and then, uh, I'm sorry, epinephrine, came, yeah, epinephrine. Uh, shot. I don't know if it was an EpiPen. Um, and then it came back later. That's it's like a candle that you try to blow out and just catch the right back on fire. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Maybe they're just playing a funny joke on her. When doctors tried to stop the drip, her symptoms reemerged yet again. So the, oh my gosh. Uh, so the woman was moved. Sorry. I just keep trying to make comments, but we got to read on when the doctor tried to stop the drip, her symptoms reemerged yet again. So the woman was moved to the intensive care unit observed throughout the night, then weaned off the drip early Wednesday morning, Dr. Jones said. Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones had said earlier Wednesday that the woman was set to be discharged in the evening, but the hospital said late Wednesday that she was remaining another night. The second worker received his shot on Wednesday and developed eye puffiness, lightheadedness, and a scratchy throat in 10 minutes after the injection. The hospital said in a statement, he was taken to the emergency room and treated with epinephrine, Pepsid, and Benadryl. Ooh, and a lot of things. Uh, also, the hospital said the reaction was not considered anaphylaxis. The worker, interesting, has not considered anaphylaxis. Um, will you look up like the definition of anaphylaxis just so we can get the right idea? The worker was back to normal within an hour and released. The hospital, which had administered 144 total doses as of Wednesday night, said both workers did not want their experiences to have a negative impact on others lining up for the vaccine. Well, they didn't want it to have a negative impact. So keep going, folks. 144? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, Interesting. Like 144, you know, two... 
Two severe reactions in 144 doses is a pretty high rate. Yeah, it's still under one, I think, right? But, well, no. It's what? It's still under one. Uh, Percentage. Hold on. Let me do some. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's whatever. It's close to under one. But still, 1% of 300 million people? I I think that's 30,000 people having severe reactions. 1.3%. Um, Real quick, anaphylaxis is a severe, potentially life-threatening allergic reaction that can occur within seconds or minutes of exposure to something you're allergic to, such as peanuts or bee stings or mRNA vaccines. Actually, I had that last (laughs) part, but yeah. Yeah, I guess I was trying to figure out like what the, if there's a scale of allergic reactions and anaphylaxis is just sort of like one of the the more severe ones or is yeah, anaphylaxis just, like, just allergies in general? Yeah, I think, th- I think, and correct us if we're wrong here, but yeah, I think it's just sort of the, the official terminology used for uh, an strong allergic, allergic yeah, reaction. Strong, strong allergic reaction. Yeah. Okay. Let's continue. Quote, we have no plans to change our vaccine schedule, dosing, or regimen, Dr. Ann Zink, Alaska's chief medical officer, said in a statement. Although the Pfizer vaccine was shown to be safe and about 95% effective in a clinical trial involving 44,000 participants, the Alaska cases will likely intensify concerns about possible side effects. No kidding. Experts said the developments may prompt calls for tighter guidelines to ensure that recipients were carefully monitored for adverse reactions. Dr. Paul A. Ofit, a vaccine expert and member of an outside advisory panel that recommended the Food and Drug Administration authorize the Pfizer vaccine for emergency use, said the appropriate precautions were already in place. For instance, he said the requirement that recipients remain in place for 15 minutes after getting the vaccine helped ensure the woman was quickly treated. Quote, I don't think this means we should pause vaccine distribution, he said. Not at all, but he said researchers need to figure out what component of the vaccine is causing this reaction. Dr. Jay Butler, a top infectious disease expert with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, said the Alaska situation showed that the monitoring system worked. The agency has recommended that the vaccine be administrated in, administered in settings that have supplies, including oxygen and epinephrine to uh, manage anaphylactic shock. Uh, you know, talk about a good spin. Yeah. <laughs> Not Silver only do you have, uh, some talented doctors up there, but you've got some great spin doctors. Yeah. Don't worry. This worked as planned. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. Then it just kind of goes into some general, uh, uh vaccine info the alaska woman's re- reaction was believed to be similar to the anaphylactic reactions to health workers in britain experienced after receiving the pfizer BioNTech vas- vaccine last week like her both recovered so don't worry everybody's recovering uh those Cases were expected to come up on Thursday when FDA scientists are scheduled to meet with the agency's outside panel of blah, 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 blah. So there you go. The article goes on for quite a while, but it's uh, just more general information. Um, Yeah. So there you go. Not nothing. But don't worry. No adverse effects. Well, it's, Um, it's funny. You're right about how they try to spin it positively. Like putting a feather in their cap, like we told you it was a good idea to have all this uh, extra, like an EpiPen next to you, just in case. I mean, if you have to have that, probably not, you know, 
I guess yeah. precaution, but still, it's, know, it's man. kind of wild, it's man. Just, I don't know. Uh, the <laughs> yeah, at this rate, the uh, chances of having a potentially fatal allergic reaction are technically higher than the fatality rate of COVID-19, but that's none of my business. Um, just a quick little follow-up here. We've got uh, uh, a follow-up article from sunconews.com. Um, health worker admitted in ICU 10 minutes after using Pfizer COVID vaccine. So just another thing, a couple key points. A health worker with zero records on allergies was put in ICU 10 minutes after using Pfizer COVID uh, vaccine that left her with severe reaction. The woman was injected with the drug before developing an anaphylactic reaction. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the same story. I was going to say, this is, a, yeah. yeah, this is the same story. Sorry. Yep. Same as, story. Uh, just a different outlet there. <laughs> what if? What if we've been doing this show the whole time and we didn't realize that multiple outlets could uh, report on the same story? <laughs> oh my like, gosh! Oh, look how many times! Two more people in Alaska! Oh my gosh! Alaska's having a hard time. Yeah, that would be bad. Um, so, anything else to say on that? We can no, move on here I for think a couple it speaks, more. The rest speaks for itself. Let's keep moving. Okay, so there's a few more here. Just uh, we won't spend too much time on them. Uh, but this story was published on beckershospitalreview.com. And the headline here was Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine doses get too cold, must be returned in two states. Oh, no. How could it possibly get colder than negative 70 degrees Celsius? Well, okay. well U.S. No, officials quarantined several thousand doses of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine on January 16th after an anomaly in the transportation process led to the vaccines getting too cold. Uh, Gustav Perna, who oversees logistics, I think it's General Gustav Perna, who oversees logistics for Operation Warp Speed, uh, the White House's initiative to spread uh, speed COVID-19 vaccine and drug de- development, told reporters that two trays of Pfizer vaccines that arrived at two locations in California had to be returned to the drug maker after the temperature somehow fell to minus 92 degrees Celsius. Wow. That's uh, pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, each tray of the vaccine carries 975 doses. Uh, they, you know, they have to keep it at 70. And the other place where this occurred was in Alabama. So Alabama and California, the two places that they had to recall couple of the batches there because it got too cold and um yeah i mean that's okay all right <laughs> too cold it's, it's, stop making them too cold yeah it's just funny Somebody, how, uh, what if you were the guy who is in charge of setting the temperature on the million dollar uh freezing machine that was responsible for keeping safe the life-saving vaccine that everybody had been waiting for. And because it's in Celsius, you just accidentally set it to the wrong temperature. You know, that that's very, po- and also what about, because we're in America, right? We are in America, right? Yeah. <laughs> and nobody knows what Celsius means. Yeah. 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 So they're probably like, oops. Yeah. To I math. mean, what else is there? It's either a defective machine or somebody made a whoopsies. Yeah, but if they made the whoopsies, I would think that maybe uh, maybe it wasn't as bad. I don't know. Just one I of mean, that's a, it's a pretty big deal. It's kind of like the biggest deal. Well, if they did it in the world, 
of the entire year. <laughs> I know, but if they accidentally did it, if they did it, it in up. Fahrenheit, wouldn't it be not cold enough? Oh, I think you're thinking way too deep about All this. All right, I'll stop thinking <laughs> too, so deep about it. This is, okay, this is uh, next, this was an interesting one that popped up for me. This is over on Forbes.com, and the uh, headline is titled, Report Pfizer Vaccine Vials Hold Extra Doses, oh. Increasing U.S. Supply by Up to 40%. Yay. Okay, the U.S. supply of coronavirus vaccines appears to be much higher than previously believed after the FDA said Wednesday that vaccine vials contain more doses than expected, increasing the available vaccine supply in the U.S. by as much as 40%. That's Ooh. a lot of percent. That's almost, <laughs> that's almost that's, half as much. Yeah, this is crazy. That's not like a little difference. That's a humongous difference. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'll just do the key facts here. Pfizer vials are designed to hold five doses, but some pharmacists found that vials actually appeared to hold enough for up to seven doses, Politico reported. An FDA spokesman told the news outlet Wednesday that it was informing health providers that, quote, it is acceptable to use every full dose obtainable. The news comes after hundreds of extra doses of the vaccine, which was already in short supply, were apparently thrown away over the past few days, according to Politico. Though the FDA said all doses could be used, a Pfizer spokesman told Politico that the company could not yet provide a recommendation for the extra vaccine in the vials, which are typically overfilled by manufacturers to protect against spillage crucial quote quote i think this is more uh clever pharmacist than something missed by pfizer andy slavitt a former health uh administer under president barack obama told politico so <laughs> it's just kind of like why okay that, so it in the full article, it talks about like, yeah, they'll put in a little bit more to prevent spillage and to just, you know, give you a little bit of breathing room. Mm -hmm. But usually it's less than one dose of breathing room. And they're saying they can get two extra doses out of each <laughs> of these vials, which makes me kind of suspicious of, well, a lot of things. First of all, Pfizer, because they bill per vial uh i'm assuming they bill per vial or maybe per dose i have no idea it's just kind of funky like there's kind of a big oversight it's like uh pfizer vaccine vials hold extra doses aka we don't know how to measure things and nope. this is like a 40 percent more uh vaccines than originally available it's kind of like this um uh, manufactured uh uh extra deficit. supply yeah well yeah you know this is just pfizer being really good drug dealers <laughs> that's when, true it's that's like true. hey give you a couple extra doses for your dose, first time but we'll a little more back yeah. since it's your first time here's a here's a little extra yeah that's how they get you that's how they get you man uh i really think that's what it is otherwise what why else they just yeah, produce well, and a whole there's bunch no of the stuff i mean 
And what a weird, crucial quote. I think this is more clever pharmacists <laughs> than... What's clever? The, the, I thought pharmacists were in the doses and there was more doses. What's clever about that? Yeah, well, Obama guy. So what are you going to do? Yeah, that's true. Uh, the... Uh, Vax Wars, the big pharma wars continues here. Bloomberg.com. Moderna ditches 400,000 vaccine doses, but still set to meet goal. Oh, good. Yeah. Moderna Inc. had to discard 400,000 doses of its experimental COVID-19 shot after a filtration issue compromised the product during the final stages of manufacturing, a U.S. official said Thursday. Monseth... Slowy, Operation War Speed's chief scientific advisor, disclosed Moderna's manufacturing hiccup in an interview with Bloomberg News. The 400,000 doses, which weren't yet placed in vials, were part of a broader 1.4 million batch of its vaccine, Slowy said. Moderna, however, remains on track to meet its production estimate of 20 million doses this month and 80 to 100 million doses for the U.S. in the first quarter of 2021, according to Ray Jordan, a spokesman for the Cambridge, Massachusetts-based company. Uh, you know, <laughs> this is um, uh, interesting how in the first paragraph here it says doses of its experimental COVID-19 shot. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's experimental, but they're getting ready to ship it out to millions of Americans. <laughs> yeah, just think about true. that just logically, you know, okay. they're all experimental. Yeah. Pretty, pretty in your face right there. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Not much more to say other than uh, sabotage. This is a Pfizer saboteur uh, that came in and uh, messed up Moderna's supply there. That's what I'm Vax thinking. Wars. Vax Wars. Da, 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 da. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh here's a quick one for you. This is uh this is a kind of a supercut of a lot of the <laughs> failed vaccination PR videos. I just thought, you know, we can't get away with not uh showing them. The first one, oopsies. The first one was uh the, the guy who what? I think he's a doctor, yeah. right? Yeah, he's a doctor and <laughs> <laughs> the guy giving him the shot, there's nothing in the, the plunger is all the way pushed down. And instead of, you know, I don't know, saying, whoopsies, got the wrong syringe or something. He just sort of like pantomimes pushing it down uh, and then just kind of walks away. Oh, did it good. I feel bad for the doctor. He just got stabbed for no reason. For no reason. Yeah, That's how no I used to play doctor with my <laughs> yeah, toy exactly. syringes. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a uh, yeah a toddler uh, pretending to use a syringe. Um, then of course there's they show the nurse lady we've already talked about, um, and then there's the one with the disappearing needle. Did you yes. see this one? Yeah, where uh, the lady puts the needle into the arm, pushes the plunger, and when she pulls it out, the needle is gone. Um, which <laughs> you know. I will say this, though. This one uh, did get slightly <laughs> debunked for me. Did it? Okay. Yeah. So, of course, there's the allegations of retractable needles, you know, giving sure. fake shots, things like that. Uh, apparently, there is a type of syringe that does use an automatically retracting needle. 
Mm. Um, and it's for safety purposes. Ah. Uh, I saw like a, a medical video showing how it works. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm, I've never used one. I've never had one used. It kind of looks a little sketchy because you stick it all the way in. And then once the, you know, the plunger is all the way down, it activates some sort of mechanism that really quickly pulls the needle back in uh, or, yeah, pulls it into the syringe. I don't know. Never seen it in here's, real life. Here's my thing, too. At least... Mm-hmm. The woman fainting, we know because it was reported, you know, in local news, there's a certain level of like, okay, this actually happened with the COVID vaccine. Yeah. Is there any uh, hard evidence that the first guy, the doctor looking guy, and then this, this shot here that you're talking about Uh was actually from the COVID vaccine? Is there like hard Uh, proof of that? Or is it just, you know, no, I, I don't know. Yeah, that could be an issue. I've just seen this video floating around. So, yeah, these that is a good thing to keep in mind when you're seeing just random videos floating around the Internet claiming to be something. You just don't know unless you know. You yeah. Know, unless there's some sort of uh, longer video with context and things like that. Um, you just never really know. These were fun seeing them floating around. Got me a little fired up for a second, but uh, it only took about three minutes of research to find out that re- safe. They're called the uh, what are they called? I don't know. Some safety, safety syringe or something. The other yeah. thing, though, why only some why would only some of the vaccine needles have that and other ones wouldn't? Well, that's the question, isn't it? I was a little curious, too. I was kind of under the impression that all of this would be standardized. Yeah. Um. But uh, guess not. I mean, the, this <laughs> is it like a like a roulette thing. Like, oh, oh you got the you retractable just get needle. To use whatever you got in stock. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? All I have are these retractable needle ones. Hope any hope no conspiracy theorists see a video of this because it's all I got. Um, uh, what if what if they're like all we got is the the, the stuff that was discarded by the the heroin addicts on the streets of San oh Francisco. Gosh. Oh, we try to sterilize yeah. it for you, but hey, yeah, if there's is. some sort of shortage of uh, uh, syringes, yeah, it's San Francisco. They got them laying in the streets for you. Uh, but there was one vaccination, public vaccination, that did concern me a little bit. Yeah, and uh, that was this one, the pregnant lady. This was a. Uh, a Twitter um, post from Jamie Feynman or Jaime Feynman. Happy and humbled to get my COVID vaccine today at 31 weeks pregnant, protecting myself, my patients, my family, and hopefully my unborn child all with one shot. Ooh, yikes. Hopefully my unborn child all with one shot. Hashtag not throwing away my shot. Oh, good. gets <laughs> a Hamilton <laughs> quote in there. Um, uh, let me just say something real quick. This lady here, she's, uh, uh, looks like she's at temple university. She has a picture of herself, like a, like a selfie or something of after the shot. She has that sticker. I got my COVID-19 vaccine. And we, got a, we get me. a sticker. I've not seen these stickers. Oh yeah. She has a sticker and it reminds me of the, uh, I voted. Yes. Yeah, I the voted sticker. sticker is the virtue signaling of all virtue signaling. <laughs> and anytime you use the V. Yeah. As a check mark, you know it's virtue you signaling. You know. 
That's a good point. That is no, a really it's just good the exact point. same thing on the vote. The vote stickers. Uh, totally. The v yeah, is a check if the mark. vote is a check mark, you know you're d- doing it for the likes. Um, and, you know, I saw uh, there was a number of pregnant women who are very proud of um, themselves getting these vaccines. And it just made me a little concerned. And I went on a long journey trying to find clips about, uh, you know, it not uh, recommending i seem to have burned into my memory a clip of fauci saying that it was uh that they don't recommend pregnant women get the the vaccine and then you and i went through this back and forth you seem to remember that it was bill gates saying it i I was questioning whether it might have been bill gates that mentioned it because i do remember somebody saying it one of the it's one of the two. It was either Fauci or Bill Gates recently. If somebody in the chat remembers yeah. uh, or has well, a clip, let us know. You did find one clip. Did you keep I that do. clip I do. I have a couple. Yeah, I have a couple things to mention Let's here. Let's just so, play through some things, and then I want to express sure. my concerns. So the first thing I want to mention is that uh, as we were looking for this clip of either Fauci or Bill Gates talking about you know not getting or not having pregnant or pregnant women shouldn't get vaccinated, um, the, at least for the last week here, last couple weeks, all the stories that are out there are how safe this vaccine is for pregnant women. And right. uh, so that's part of it. Number one. And I'm sure you'll got more to say about that, but this, uh, uh, if you do a little, you know, finagling with the Google search or, or, or the, uh, Bing search really and, not easy to find. No, you gotta, you gotta put the time, you know, limits on it or date limit and stuff. Uh, so I found this one from ibc.co.uk from December 2nd. Can mm-hmm. pregnant women get the COVID vaccine? And it goes into the whole thing. And it has a little section here. Uh, it was certified by regulators, blah, blah, blah. However, despite those guarantees, it's likely pregnant women uh, women or pregnant people. It says pregnant people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. 2020. 2020. Uh, will be advised against the Pfizer COVID vaccine. At present, nothing has been said in England or Wales, but Scotland have issued a statement. Scotland's hmm. chief medical officer has said, quote, people who are pregnant or are imminently planning to become pregnant are being advised against getting the Pfizer vaccine or COVID vaccine because of a lack of data around its effects on pregnancy. Right. And uh, during the vaccine trials, it's unlikely they will test on pregnant women, meaning it would be difficult to tell the true effects of pregnancy. And I think you had mentioned that the, there was a couple of people that got pregnant during the trials. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to digging around and th- I'm sorry, did you have a clip or not a clip? I do have a clip of Fauci. You want me to play that one? Yeah. Play the clip. Okay. Quick. So this is Fauci from, uh, November 29th on NBC News. Well, traditionally, Chuck, uh, it, it, well, the answer to the direct answer to your question, it's going to be months. And the reason is traditionally, when you have a situation like a new vaccine, you want to make sure because children as well as pregnant women are vulnerable. So before you put it into the children, you're going to want to make sure you have a degree of efficacy and safety that is established in an adult population, particularly an adult normal population. I like how he talks about putting it in children. Yeah. This is a weird, it's just very Bill Gates ish, you know, sticking right yeah, in the vein. It really is. These like, guys these people, are weird, man. man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, he, that's where he that's mentions the, uh, at least the children one, one. Where's the, the pregnant one? He mentions pregnant women. Did you miss it? 
Oh, I must have missed it. I was doing something else. Here, I'm going to play it. You want me to play it again so you can hear it? Yes, please. You put it into the children. You're going to want to make sure you have a degree of efficacy. And additionally, when you have a situation like a new vaccine, you want to make sure because children as well as pregnant women. There it is. There it is. Okay. Yeah. So here's the point, And I'm trying to look up a timeline. I just just because I want to be um, I want to be precise with this here. So, yes, the, the biggest problem with pregnant women getting the vaccine right now is mainly and in the words of, uh, you know, the people we are led to believe that we should be led to believe is um, that it hasn't been tested on pregnant women. They just don't know. Pregnant women were not a part of the trials. And uh, going into the trial data, there were two participants who got the vaccine who became pregnant during the trial. Um, And that was kind of touted in a couple of stories as like, oh, yeah, don't worry. A couple of women got pregnant during the trial. Well, the trial was going on in the middle of this year. And so those there's no way that those women had gotten a chance to have their babies. So we don't actually know anything about uh, all we know is that, you know, this the women didn't die or that they were actually able to successfully get pregnant while they were uh, while they had the vaccine in them. And anyways, just to, just to sum it up to keep things moving, the problem is it has not been tested on pregnant women. There's no data on pregnancy or uh, nursing even uh, on what the effects might be. It's very concerning with the anaphylactic shock going on. I'm, that makes me extra worried about the, the nursing aspect. But the fact of the matter is, if you're a pregnant woman and you're getting the vaccine, you are the test. You are yeah. the trial. There is no data. You are the ones who are going to find out if this is harmful or not. I mean, you are you're you're basically signing up your unborn child for a vaccination trial. That's what it is. And that is pretty concerning that uh, that would not be something I would recommend uh, anybody that I personally care about to uh, take part in. We are the guinea pig and they have pinned us to become the big guinea pig or at least the yeah. ones that are complicit right and, well that's yeah. the thing this whole you know the the pr around this with the notable exceptions that we bring up in this show is as totally safe nothing to worry about everybody should get it even if you have a history of severe allergic reactions don't worry you can still get it just make sure there's a epipen and a defibrillator around you and uh, we'll bring you back to life it's worth it but well, with the with yeah. the pregnant women thing it's just you are you are Signing up to a vaccination trial on your unborn child without signing any waivers and without any compensation. It's a free trial on unborn children and pregnant women that they're not having to pay for. And there are no ways for you to uh, get any recompense for damages at all. You will if something happens you will not get anything in return. Yeah. And we did have this just to, for the sake of time, I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, Oh my goodness, we started so late. 
Uh, But uh, this is a headline from CNBC. You can't sue Pfizer or Moderna if you have severe COVID vaccine side effects. Mm -hmm. The government likely won't compensate you for damages either. And that's the big point in that one, isn't it? It is. And it's interesting because it's coming from CNBC. You know, this is their legal caveat. Yeah, it's an actual mainstream article. Um, And it's interesting, you know, the government won't get you back either. I'm wondering if that's their way of talking about the, you know, the even the vaccine uh, courts won't have anything to do with you. Yeah. Yeah, they're just totally immune. I, I don't get it. There, somebody had a meme that showed uh, uh, this whole system here of, uh, or not system, but the the workflow of these vaccines, um, you know, make these people making money off of it. And then you get a jab, but you can't sue anybody. And, uh, you know, if there's damages, then hey, ah, tough you're luck. doing it voluntarily at this point. So, yeah. Yeah, although uh, the the bullet points on this article under the PrEP Act, companies like Pfizer and Moderna have total immunity from liability if something unintentionally goes wrong with their vaccines. A little known government program provides benefit to people who can prove they suffered serious injury from a vaccine. Is that the the one that had like billions of dollars they've spent over the last like 20, 30 years? Yeah, my last count was four billion, four billion. Yeah. Uh, but then it's very but, difficult to even get seems through low overall, considering low. the amount of people that, uh, well, try that, to get they, it, the, I think the average was you get, uh, around 200 K if something, something like that goes wrong with right, your right, vaccine. Right. right. With the number of people that program rarely pays covering just 29 claims over the last decade. So even wow. you know, people that claim it, uh, 29 over the last decade. Yeah. That's yeah. And wow. they, must, they must be very well protected. Yeah, no, that is not something to count on. But, uh, you know, don't worry. It's, we're all just fake news here, folks. Uh, <laughs> Washington Post published, no, COVID-19 vaccines didn't kill any trial participants. And more parsing of latest disinformation on the shots. Yeah. And uh, we won't read this because the first three quarters of this article is literally a... It's just an ad for a fact-checking app. For children, like for young people and yeah. educators, it's called The Sift. Yeah. Almost like The Sift. It's like five paragraphs to try to get you to use their, their app. So it's a news literacy project, a nonprofit, and they have their thing, The Sift, which, uh, uh, which takes the most recent viral rumors, conspiracy theories, hoaxes, and journalistic ethic issues and turns them into timely lessons with discussion prompts and links. Mm, great. Yeah. The sift. Yeah. Maybe we should uh, get it and just do a podcast. You know, it's got, uh, it's got discussion prompts. We can just uh, do a new one for every podcast. I disagree with the sift. <laughs> the sift. It, it sounds too much like the Sith. That's what I'm saying. It's a evil sith. Jedi. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Uh, 66. Uh, so one of them was, uh, this is how they lay it out. They will, for example, they'll have no two people who took the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine during a trial did not die as a result of the injections. Yes. Yeah. The two trial participants died from other causes. One from a heart attack about two months after the second dose and another from quote baseline obesity and preexisting uh, arterial 
uh, arteriosclerosis or hardening of the uh, arteries. And uh, the point is the the takeaway here is just so easy. It's low hanging fruit for people like us. You were mentioning it before the show, Basil. (laughs) Yeah, it's the, uh, (laughs) you know, when we're counting COVID deaths, both heart attack and pre-existing arterial sclerosis would count as COVID deaths, even with those pre-existing conditions or an unrelated heart attack. uh, Those have been counted as COVID deaths all year long. However, when it comes to a vaccine trial, no, 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 no. Those are unrelated. Don't worry. (laughs) This has nothing to do with the the injection that we gave them. So you got a nice little double standard, nice little double speak of... When it counts towards the pandemic, a heart attack and arterial sclerosis count as COVID deaths. But no, they don't count as deaths from the vaccine. Yeah. According to politic fact, fact checking. Oh, you know, it's true. They had another one here that talked about one. We, uh, uh, I guess we ended up covering and somewhat debunking, so to speak. Uh, no, there is no microchip in the coronavirus vaccine. Yes, the video in this Facebook post includes out-of-context clips of an interview originally broadcast on the Christian Broadcasting Network. Ah, uh, this guy. Club uh, 700 Club, Jay Walker of Epiject Systems Corp. Uh, he's the, the, the Sith says, yes, in the interview, <laughs> Walker describes an emergency tracking feature on the exterior of a syringe. Uh, no. The optional radio frequency identification, the RFID chip on the syringe would not track patients' personal location. I don't know if that was the claim to begin with, but okay. Uh, Yes, it is designed to track vaccine expiration and the location of delivery and to combat counterfeiting of the vaccine. And yes, the headline in the original story of the 700 Club website is also misleading. Those yeah. evil Christian. Well, that's true. I was a little uh, annoyed with that. Yeah. Um, and just because, you know, even RFIDs in general, it doesn't matter. I've already gone through this. But here's, yes, but here's where it, they, you know, it's kind of like, all right, fine. You know, it's good that they're being clear about some of this stuff, but they have to add a note. Note, baseless claims about injectable microchips are common in anti-vaccination propaganda and new world order conspiracy <laughs> theories. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and this is uh, this whole article in general from the Washington Post is a good example of mixing truths with lies. Yeah. I mean, yes, this uh, the fact checking done about the, the chip on the syringe, which this was also kind of weird and misleading because these vaccines are not shipped pre-syringed they're not in a syringe when they're shipped they're in uh, a bottle so i don't know it was weird this guy was kind of not this guy's the, not this epiject systems giving the we, impression that we the, rfid everything we want oh rfid or soul uh, it's a very common practice in the pharmaceutical industry but yes <laughs> no you don't get a microchip into your body as far as what we've seen so far (laughs) and the fact that you know if you see a doctor pull you know pull the uh anyways doesn't matter but the point is they mix um you know a true debunking with a sort of i mean if you know the facts and you pay attention a ridiculous debunking right and that's how they get away with it 
Yeah, yeah. So those are sort of the the main thing. We spent some a good t- good amount of time on the vaccine stuff because there's just so much out there right now. Yeah, um, and it's I don't know the story we've been waiting for all year. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And one of the things I wanted to get off my chest real quick before we go into a break here mm-hmm. is um I was somebody tweeted at me and they were talking about how their father-in-law uh, contracted COVID nineteen, went to the hospital, he was being treated with remdesivir and he was doing well, but then they pulled the treatment and he started to decline again. And the doctors told him that, you know, he, uh, uh, they don't have any, any kind of, uh, you know, treatment that they can do at this point. And he passed away. He was 60. I think they said he was 73 years old. So, you know, uh-huh. above the age that, that, uh, is, you know, this is a pretty dangerous thing for the, the elder right. folk. And he was mentioning how so many people, uh, treated him and his wife poorly, like Christian truther types saying like, Oh, how did he actually die? What's the mm-hmm. real story? And and that sort of thing. And um, just pointing out the, the insensitive nature of some of these truthers when it comes to this right. issue. And I can yeah. understand that it's kind of like, ah, you know, that's, that's the one thing I've been very careful about is not because these, you know, people are losing family members, whether it be directly from COVID-19 or not, you know, I think it had probably to do with other issues, but I don't know. I'm not going to necessarily ask that question to them, Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, it's one of those things where uh, it's, it's, it's almost like we have our own disease, Basil, where we like question everything and (laughs) we just ask questions and we, we, we think critically about stuff and we're not going to crazy uh, blogs and stuff. You know, it's just going to the actual sources. And one of the things um, right. that I thought and was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Go mm-hmm. ahead. No, I want you to finish. I'm okay. just watching the chat and yes, I do want to react to what you're saying. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, a couple things, one of them, I found this thing from macrotrends.net, and this is a United Nations uh, statistics type of thing. I think, yeah. United Nations uh, data source. And they're, they're, they have this, uh, uh, death uh rate projected death rate mm-hmm. and you can you know you can finagle the amount here this is from 1950 to 2102 so 2102 and the it's like parabolic from right now which you know we're if you if people are looking at the screen 2020 by 2050 we're supposed to like increase quite a bit in terms of people that die in the world right and the, yeah. and so I mean, they're just already planning this depopulation thing, but that, that's not the only reason why I wanted to bring this up. The other reason is this is the, I have the CDC website here, data.cdc.gov. And this is the COVID-19 situation here. And you have all ages at the top, um, all sexes in the United States. And this is as of December 12th, 2020. And COVID-19 deaths is marked at 276,061. Mm-hmm. Pneumonia deaths is marked at 267,901. Now I was looking up some stuff, pneumonia death deaths annually. And uh, according to the CDC, pneumonia takes out about 50,000 people in America and the United States every year. Right. So I'm, I'm going, okay. The average is about 50,000 that die from pneumonia each year. And this year we've had, 267,000 people die from pneumonia. And this is pneumonia alone. 
All right. So yeah. That's really what? weird. That's like, okay, what is going, are we having a pneumonia pandemic as well that no one's talking about? Or uh-huh. is this a numbers finagling because literally well, the number. What I would say, what I would say to you is, well, yes, because COVID causes you right? to get pneumonia gones. Yeah. But there's a whole separate uh, column for pneumonia and COVID deaths. <laughs> Yes, and that's set crazy. At, it's set it's, at one hundred twenty six thousand five hundred eighty six. So that leaves you know another. That's only like forty percent or so of the total pneumonia deaths. So right. what what the heck is going on with that? And then the, the pneumonia, influenza, and COVID nineteen deaths is four hundred twenty three thousand, and influenza, the flu, mm-hmm. the number is six thousand eight hundred ninety seven, which is insanely low. It's insanely low. So yeah. what in the world? And like, I'm looking, I'm just looking at the numbers going, this is very bizarre. So pneumonia alone is up 400%. Yes. Pneumonia, COVID, pneumonia and COVID, which they separated for a reason, for some reason. So you can't even say that all this pneumonia is because of COVID. It's just the wildest numbers I've ever seen. Yeah. It's just very bizarre. But the weird thing is the number of pneumonia deaths you is very pneum- close. Pneumonia right. only, pneumonia only deaths. Right. 267,901 is very close to the COVID deaths, which is 276,061. So both around, you know, just, a, you know, not a few. So but there's, what you're saying is there's no way to parse the numbers. No. That show anything other than a pneumonia pandemic We're in as a pneumonia well pandemic. as a COVID pandemic. That or they're doubling up the way they counted or I have no idea. The other thing to point out is total deaths. This is all deaths. And we touched on this in the last episode. Mm-hmm. All deaths in the United States this year is at 2,777,572 as of the 12th of December. Sounds about right. About right. Well, this is February, starting in February 1st, so maybe there's a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But um, the annual rate of death, like all deaths in the United States, has been rising every year. And we've already yeah. breached 2.8 million in the last two years. So 2017 and 2018, both right. years we had more than 2.8 million deaths total in America from all yeah, reasons. Yeah, so we're on track for the exact projected amount of deaths so no yeah so if it's a real pandemic and people are dying and all this you would expect a lot more people dying this year but or we're just at right least on 300 000 more because of covid you know sure you would at least have 300 000 more deaths yeah yeah and at this usual. point maybe that's why they're starting to talk about the the you know the outbreak and the shutdown and all this because they want to make sure the numbers make it seem like it was an awful year of deaths in America. Just for the sake of picking it apart, Mm -hmm. it seems like the only, the simplest explanation to that would be that they counted a bunch of flu deaths as pneumonia deaths. It's possible. Because flu is way, way down and pneumonia is way, way up. Yeah. So it seems like maybe that little trade Sure, but that's not enough around the right spot. Well, it's not enough though, because influenza only deaths annually Uh, is, is like between 30,000 and the highest it was in the last few years. That's not even close. No, no, it's not. And and Uh, 2018, they, they reported that there just in flu season, we had almost 80,000 deaths from just the flu. Yeah. So, well, of course the, the rise in pneumonia deaths, if you're, uh, 
a fringy person is because you get pneumonia from wearing a mask, apparently. Yeah, there's <laughs> that could be it too. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I just thought the numbers were very weird here, it, directly from the CDC's own website, and looking at the data, it's just you know, it just I, makes I'm no not sense. A, it's just yeah, it's just weird. It's just a weird thing. And if uh, if they're talking about transparency and all this, you'd expect maybe something that makes a little bit more sense, but nope, not at all. And uh, COVID deaths, especially like locking down children, mm-hmm. makes absolutely no sense at all uh, right. because um, that's the other weird thing too. Uh, the pneumonia thing talked about how a lot, you know, children under five are infected every year, you know, with pneumonia. It's a very, it's a, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but according to the, the chart here, the pneumonia only deaths it's pretty fairly low 14 years and under uh, is under well under a thousand deaths. I think it's under right. like 800 deaths or something. And then COVID deaths under the age of 24 is what? 700 maybe. So why are we shutting down schools and all that? It just doesn't make any sense. And none of, this makes sense. none of this makes sense. Children gone. This makes sense. So anyway, I just wanted to rant about that and, yeah. Get off my chest because it's, that's uh, fine. Ridiculous. That's good. Well, I think we should move on. Okay, we, we gotta be quick here because being let's it's late. do it. Be quick. It's break time. Come on, take a break. Okie dokie, folks. We're gonna take a quick break uh, to thank some of our producers and artists and things like that, um, as well as take a look at some fun reviews and things. Um, but after the break, don't go anywhere because uh, we're going to be zooming through a couple of other key data points uh, revolving around the Twitter rev- removal of C-19 info. going to be checking in with the WEF and uh, we'll see if we get to some artificial intelligence stuff. But first, we want to start by thanking some of our producers. That's right. And if you're new to the show... Uh, we are on the value for value model. We uh, don't do any advertisements at the beginning, middle or end of the show or any product placement. Any products mentioned in the show are just simply thanks to coincidence. Um, But, and I'll skip my whole diatribe about uh, advertising uh, uh, today for sake of time. And because everybody was so patient with my rants in the past couple episodes, basically advertising is responsible for most of the problems with the internet and with censorship and with the world and all the bad things we like to uh, complicate. what am I trying to say? My brain is all switched <laughs> off today. Uh, complain about all the things we like to complain about. You can really trace all of it back to advertising. So we decided that uh, just even on a spiritual level, we could not uh, be acquiescent to the uh, global force of economic manipulation and uh, you know social brainwashing that is advertising. And you know it wasn't the best business decision, but at least 
we can feel good about what we do. Instead, we are in the value for value model, which gives you, dear listener, a chance to put the value on the media that you consume yourself instead of allowing advertising agencies to dictate the value for you. I know you actually have to take some responsibility in this uh, media landscape, which is uh, kind of unfortunate when you're used to just being advertised to your whole life. And I do want to mention as well, you know, when you're absorbing information from the internet, no matter where it is on the internet, you want to consider the funding mechanism behind that media. Are they trying to sell you something? First of all, do they run ads? That's something you want to consider. Are they trying to sell you something? Them increasing fear in in your life, does that lead them? Uh, does that lead you to purchase something from them to save you? That's something to question. Uh, do they make their money on amount of views or amount of likes? What is the monetized system that is uh, that is incentivizing that piece of media? Well, right here. The only incentivization that we have is the support of our producers, and that is uh, you, potentially. But it is um, the support of our producers that we have for this show of Canary Cry News Talk, episode 278. And if you want to become a producer, uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk. Um, luckily, this will be a short producer segment because we have no new Patreon supporters over at uh, patreon.com slash ccnt. But you can always head on over to canarycryradio.com slash support canarycryradio.com slash support that's right ooh Arnie W27 and Twitch said you've been advertising that's right <laughs> if, so, if ads start popping up you've been had you've been advertised to um but canarycryradio.com slash support has a bunch of good content on there, but it also has uh, producership options. The first one is a monthly uh, producership. You can sign up to pr produce the show every single month, and uh, the, that's a, goes a long way to laying down a, a good, sustained foundation to keep the show going three times a week. Um, but if commitment is not your thing, you can come in with a producership in any amount for a one-time credit. And Gons, who do we have coming in on PayPal? Today we have, starting off, Vincent P. Producer Vincent P. Thank you. Woo! Thank you very much, Producer Vincent P. Then we have, Producer, a unique jewelry boutique. Ooh, a unique jewelry boutique. Thank you for your producership. And uh, Is that, that a website? Note? Yeah, it's a unique jewelry boutique.com. Okay. And they said, I love your show. You guys are the best, AKA deplorable poo. Oh, great. <laughs> thank so, you. Thank you. Producer, a unique jewelry boutique. Yes. And uh, next up, we have producer Kara. Ah, thank you very much, producer Kara. Or Sarah. And, or Sarah. I always forget which one I know, it was. Me too. I think it's Kara, though. Uh, Merry Christmas, Basil and Gons. Wish, wish I could give more 
Thank you for what you're doing. It's not just about getting us information, but about the community you have created. So thank you for that. Thank you very much. And I will also pass on the credit to you guys. I mean, we just do what we do and uh, you guys are the community. Yeah. You guys are the community. We, We just facilitate this. We're just show. here. Yeah, we're, we're just, just here. here. <laughs> uh, so thank you for that, producer Kara. Next up, producer Spears Desert. Ah, thank you, producer Spears Desert. You're back. You're back. Thank you for that, producer Fortunato A. Ooh, yes, producer Fortunato. Yeah, thank you very much, producer for Fortunato. <laughs> and then also producer Saul A. Also coming in. Thank you very much, producer Saul A. Yes. And are we going to night? Yes. Today? Let's night today. All right. Are you ready for this? We, we haven't. Uh... I'm ready if you're ready. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's, so let's, uh... we also want to, we have the Canary Cry Roundtable of Knights and Dames. And these are very special producers that over the years have supported the show, produced the show uh, in the amount of $1,000 or more. And we have a knighting today, Gons. All right. Are you going to take the sword out for the knighting or what's the... Oh, yeah. Hold on. Sorry. Here you go. Very nice. Nice sword. Nice Mm -hmm. piece. I got mine. My katana (laughs) is ready to go. Okie dokie, folks. Get ready because uh, we have a new knight. Everybody stand to your feet, please, because we want to call up Sir Aaron. Please step forward to the Canary Cry Roundtable of Knights and Dames, where we have a seat for you. Thanks to your generous support in the amount of $1,000 or more, we are proud to pronounce you Knight uh, of the Canary Cry Roundtable. You shall now be known as Sir Aaron, Knight of the Wabanakis in the Valley of the Mighty Kantukuk. I hope I said that right. At the Canary Cry Roundtable, where we have the belt of truthful truthiness, the breastplate of righteous righteousness, righteousness, custom fit Birkenstocks to carry forth the gospel of peace, the shield of ferocious faith, the helmet of substantiating salvation, the supernatural sword of the spirit, and of course, adorable samurai babies, infinitely cute kitties for cuddling. And if you're hungry, we have the fancy feast, wet food, carved Cosmo, the crisper cow, and of course, fried wormacorns welcome to the canary cry knights and dames roundtable sir aaron knight of the wabanakis in the valley of the mighty kuntukuk oh wow we made it through it has been a while Good since job. we've that done was, that thank you <laughs> that was pretty cold too as uh, I, I kicked it into the music and i don't think you were ready for it but you did no. a good job been a couple months since i've made it through that so yeah thank you very much we're very proud to have a new uh night at the canary cry round table sir aaron thank you very much for your support of the show and uh all you producers out there there are plenty of you working towards your knighthood and um we thank you very very much for the continued support Yes. And uh, yeah, I see all the thank yous coming in from the chat there. So we appreciate yes, that. Yes, you've thank got all a lot of fans, Sir Aaron. Yeah. Uh, but right now we want to thank uh, some other producers before getting back into the show. Uh, you can help produce the show with your treasure, which we thanked uh, the people that did that. And then your time and your talent. And uh, you can send us jingles or you can send us art. One art, please. <laughs> and today we, I think we only have one piece of art to share. Yeah. Uh, and it comes from producer Allie. 
And producer Ali made this piece that you are seeing on the screen. If you're not seeing it on the screen, Basil, explain what uh, is happening. Yes, that's right. This is a wonderful piece, uh, producer Ali. And uh, let's see where to start. Um, this was actually in regards to the intro for the podcast version of last episode, where we had a little uh, mix-up where Gons uh, had a technical foul and. And it turns out my audio was so crispy and his was not. And so I, if you listen to the podcast version, uh, we had an intro where I go, ha, 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 I'm the crispy one this time. So on the left, we have a brontosaurus uh, leaning into the frame, uh, very tall and regal uh, with his head sort of drooping down with a little kitten holding on to the brontosaurus neck there. Very cute. And then there is me standing valiantly <laughs> on top of a smaller brontosaurus because most dinosaurs were the size of chickens. Um, looking very uh, buff. Thank you very much for that, producer Allie. I think I'm, I'm getting closer. Uh, I've got a very valiant stance on top of that uh, dinosaur there. And under the ground, there is Gons in a barrel um, where... <laughs> I forget that was my description of the way your audio sounded in that last podcast was I think it was you sound like you're in a barrel buried under uh, something. Do you remember what that was? I don't know, but it's how yeah, I've lived most of my being, life being trampled on brontosauruses. So it's a beautiful depiction of the intro to that podcast episode. And uh, thank you very much. This is, uh, this one's going to make it on the wall. So uh, yes. I might sneak into Gonza's house and put it on his wall. So he knows <laughs> where he stands. Producer Ali, thank you so much. Uh, our youngest known producer of Canary Cry News Talk. So we yes, really and most it. prolific artist, most prolific artist, and also a quick thank you to Jade Bouncerson for the timestamps. Continued effort in giving us timestamps there, so we appreciate that. Mm -hmm. uh, Canary Cry merch perch, where you can get your merch. And. Let's see. What are we, and what else? just to make sure if you're new listening to the show, we do not run Canary Cry Merch Perch. That is run by uh, a producer of the show who puts that all together. All merch is sold at cost um, to keep it nice and cheap for Canarians. Right. I'm asking you a question, Basil, telepathically. Uh, what do you think? Oh, uh, I don't think we're ready for that. Oh, uh, okay. All I just right. don't think we're ready. We haven't. Okay, fine. Fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll do it on Monday. Yes. Um, we do also ask people to give us ratings and reviews on the Apple podcast thing. Do you want to read a few of them? We got some great ones coming that came in uh, in the last few days here. Yeah. Um, let me pull it up. I had them all pulled up. Oh, where's the tab? There it is. Okay. Reviews for this podcast. Let's see. Thank you to everybody who left uh, new reviews to the podcast. It was wonderful. It helps us out a lot and convinces those iTunes algorithms to share the show. First of all, we have, uh, oh, shoot. You know what? I'm sorry. Uh, do you have them pulled up? I do. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you start with the first one? Because I have them pulled up on our chartable but it doesn't tell me who left them and that's kind of important do you remember the last one that we read that's yeah i do but just start one. with the first one and um, 
let's see. We already read Bun Bun Poofy Face. I remember that one. What no, about just start start with the very most the recent very t- one. Oh, okay. So from Malik025, The Good Stuff. What a great show with two intellectual and witty individuals as its host. Entertaining and informative. Five stars across the board, boys. Thank you so much. From Wonderful. Malik025. Uh, and then from Mr. Isidro, Isidro, maybe best podcast, greatest two hosts of all time. Wow. That's yeah. That's that pretty, was good. Uh, that's quite the, uh, quite the, uh, award. Yeah. We appreciate that. And then another one from Ken Rosal fragile and lost. Try Basil and Gons. I like how we're like. A food product or something. <laughs> yeah, I have them up here now. <laughs> let okay. me let me read this one. This, thank you, Ken Rosal. Uh, five stars. Fragile and lost. Try Basil and Gons. Canary Cry News Talk strikes the perfect balance of conspiracy and facts of seeking the truth of our flat world and knowing <laughs> the truth, Jesus. Though I wish there was a little, a lot more Bible in the show. Being weird and alternative and quirky, yet being factual, sensible, and normal at the same time. Basil and Gons, I really appreciate the work you've done with the show. I'd be going down a depressing rabbit trail of over-sensationalized 2020 conspiracy if it wasn't for this show. Thank you for pointing that out, because today, the chat especially... Uh, you can tell that they there are. Hey, I love all of you, but uh, you gotta really watch the over sensational stuff that um, you're taking as fact. The truth of what's happening is uh, easier to take in. Thanks. Also, quick gospel. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. John 14, 6. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Acts 16, 31. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of ourselves. Sorry, yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10, 13. Thank you very much, Ken. We appreciate that. Hallelujah. Amen. Getting some gospel in there. Another five-star review from Jay Jay Bonzer. Uh, Keep it up. Current events from a fringe truth, biblical perspective doesn't get much uh, Uh, better. Basil Podcasterson is eccentric, but adds another layer to the podcast. I enjoy what Baz and Gons bring to the table each week and look forward to the new stream notification. Uh, P.S. I wish you guys would ditch Google, but I'm sure that's already in the plan it is in the plan thank you very much j bones why listen to canary cry radio this is a five star from puerto rock nj why listen to canary cry radio a similar question can be asked why breathe out of necessity one would say another may state involuntarily just something the body does to maintain life well no more the choice is in now in your hands While we are being forced garbage in the forms of mainstream media news outlets, there is indeed one form of news that has the lovely fresh life effect of breathing in air. It is Canary Cry Radio. Basil and Gons take the world by its horns, rattle a few cages, and provide us with amazing analysis of world's events with a unique and wonderful worldview. Prepare for a podcast that not only pushes existing boundaries and territories to never-before-reached places and heights, but 
also dares to embark into the regions of truth and logic. Oh, how daring of us. Very rarely <laughs> has any others taken us to these now foreign lands, but we can be in good hands knowing these two gentlemen have our best interests in heart. Strap up, strap in, and enjoy the show. That's right. Thank you very Thank much, you. Puerto Rock and Jay. And we really do uh, have your best interests at heart, um, no matter how angry some people get in the chat. Five stars from Dr. Who Dundat. News through the lens of Bible prophecy. Basil and Gons help me feel less crazy one podcast at a time. Oh, that makes me feel good. Thanks for accompanying me through my drive time and work days. Gons and Basil are both five stars. Hey. Oh, you hear that, Gons? Ten stars. Both, both five stars. Uh, just a couple more here. Just one more. Uh, just one more, yeah. S. Zelnak, five stars. My favorite podcast. Simply my favorite podcast. Thanks, Basil and Gons. Ah, right. Thank you very much, S. Zelnak. Okay, that's all the reviews for the day. Uh, thank you guys so, so much for those reviews. And if you have not left a rating and a review over on Apple Podcasts yet, please do. It goes a really long way to convincing the uh, iTunes robots to let other people know about the show it's the is one of the best ways you can spread the show without uh, you know letting everybody know that you're a weirdo so uh thank you very much for that all right let's okay. uh let's uh thank thank you to all the producers out there we're gonna try to run through a few of these stories to wrap up today's episode but to do yes. that we got to come out of the break we got to wake up yeah wake up. it's wake up time hey y'all wake up Okay, first off, Forbes.com, Twitter to remove tweets containing vaccine misinformation. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come as a surprise that no. has been threatened here for a while. Yeah, so beginning 2021, it will remove tweets, Twitter, Twitter will remove tweets containing misinformation about COVID-19 vaccines as conspiracy theories surrounding inoculations increase following the beginning of the largest immunization campaign in U.S. history. Um, you know, it's just one of those ongoing questions of what, number one, who is determining the, who's, who's, is Twitter the arbiter of truth, number one? Number two, how do they determine what is uh, false? Just just compared yeah, to exactly, it's the mainstream narrative. Whatever narrative they're told to uh, approve is what gets approved. It's the Ministry of Truthiness from uh, 1984. Uh, I think the last vagabond was complaining on Twitter earlier that all he does is source mainstream articles and mainstream things, kind of like what we do. Yeah. But he's having a lot of trouble having his videos stay up. And I think it's yeah. because, um, you know, we're, we're part of the reason why we make ridiculous names for, for episode titles and stuff is to try to not it's draw tricky. that attention. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's tricky. Uh, which is tricky. Yeah, you're right. Because it's a strategy. One, it doesn't, it, it's harder to s spread the show that way, but yeah. at least we don't get taken down. At, well, for now, I'm sure they can. For now. They're, they're reading every word we say on their thing and. Yeah, it'll 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 eventually come around. But yeah, I mean, no surprises there. Not really much of a story other than just to let everybody know. Well, um, 
and you make a good point and uh, uh, with whoever you just mentioned there, which is, yeah, you, you know, if you're looking for a conglomeration of the craziest, uh, you know, conspiracy theories, and I will say, unfortunately, look, I'm a crazy, fringy guy. I've been that way for almost a decade. We've been doing our shows, Gons. Um, but the point of the matter is you can get enough of that uh, you know, real analysis just by reading the mainstream and just comparing them to each other, taking yeah. the official, you know, pointing out the lies by taking the quote unquote official narrative and uh, dissecting it. There's no need to, you know, read the craziest conspiracy blogs we can. I mean, anybody can do that anywhere. And, you know, honestly, unfortunately, there is a lot of those that aren't very reliable or aren't. Uh, not that they would purposefully mislead for any number of reasons, but um, you know, it's really important to keep a level head in these times and uh, not go off the rails with information that might not being uh, be represented in necessarily a way that has, well, your best interests in mind. It's much more profitable to say the craziest, scariest thing that you possibly can and then sell people things uh, or gain advertising revenue. Not that I'm accusing anybody of this. I'm just saying on principle, it is easier to do that than to go go at it with a level head, take the mainstream narrative and pick it apart f and let it sit bare in front of you alone without having to add anything or take anything away from it. And that's what we try to do here on this show. Yeah, Midwest BJH in the chat was talking about how anyone noticed the mainstream news videos on YouTube about the C-19 vax have a lot of thumbs down and negative comments. <laughs> I, yeah. I think I think there's a lot more people realizing how ridiculous some of this is, mm -hmm. uh, or maybe they're just more vocal now than they used to be. Uh, but yeah, I, I have noticed that you go to some of these videos and they have like thousands of thumbs down and it's, you know, Biden talking about how he's going to save the world with vaccine or something. <laughs> I know. I love it. Um, but there you go. I mean, Twitter, this is nothing new, although I will be interested to see if Trump does pull off the, uh, you know, uh, trying to eliminate section two thirty. maybe they're actually prepping for that. If they, maybe. because part yeah. of eliminating two thirty is, uh, you know, Twitter basically coming out and saying they're publishers. Yeah. Know? Well, so that's, that's true. I mean, yeah, if, if they think, it. if they think they're going to lose two thirty protections, that's for those who might need an update. Two thirty is the legislation that allows social media platforms to not be categorized as publishers, um, which protects them from all sorts of speech uh, that happens on their platform. Um, but when they decide to censor things and editorialize uh, editorialize is the official term, yeah. um, then they lose those protections. So it sounds like they're planning on losing those protections. Yeah. Maybe it's good news. I didn't yeah, even realize it, maybe. but now that I think Although, about I it, I don't know it, it taking, no. if two thirty gets repealed or, or changed in too much of a way, it does put some other, uh, more legit social networks at uh, at risk. You know, I know. everybody's That's... stoked on like Parler and all these other places. Um, I'm sure it'll just be an amendment. I'm sure it won't just disappear. Uh, but it sounds like Twitter is planning on 
no longer complying with Section 230. Right. Well, Trump was tweeting out about how he wants to eliminate 230 consistently. So I don't know if that's just his way of communicating some of the intricacies of that to, you know, more, more simpler, right, making uh, it a simple narrative, yeah, simplifying it or whatever. But yeah, he just keeps saying, eliminate, eliminate. So <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm sitting there going, well, don't eliminate the whole yeah, thing. Eliminate kind of, would be bad. Yeah. It'd be bad for everybody, but a man good. Um, okay. So that's one thing here. This one was a little bit, uh, I wish we had more time to go into it. Maybe we'll save it for the next episode, but this is the world economic forum.org. Mm-hmm. And this article is headlined facial recognition can help restart post pandemic travel. Yeah. Here's how oh. to limit the risks. And, you know, it goes into uh, the problem we've had and the facial recognition. And it even mentions like, Oh, you know, the, the, pro- the concerns about privacy and surveillance and even racial profiling. They always throw that one in. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the funny thing about this is, uh, one of the bullet points here to combat these challenges, which is the concerns over privacy surveillance and racial profiling. The world economic forum has released responsible limits on facial recognition, use case flow management, an actionable framework to ensure the responsible use of facial recognition technology. You mean this uh, drinking club of rich guys, <laughs> non-elected nothing burgers who have no authority, who got together and just decided to start influencing, uh, you know, the world events. They decided that they have advice for facial recognition. Great. <laughs> Nobody cares. To address these challenges. The World Economic Forums' governance framework is structured around two key components. Uh, and then they outline the components, but it's like they, they, they're basically, <laughs> they've come out with this document that outlines robust governing structures for facial recognition. <laughs> it's like, who, who did we, did you vote for him? I Vote for them? I didn't vote for them. <laughs> I don't think anybody did. in the audience voted for them. They're just like, a bunch of old rich guys who drink baby blood and wear space suits. <laughs> now, now, don't don't start saying that stuff Section after we... Section 230, baby! <laughs> <laughs> You're not entirely wrong about that, but, the, but <laughs> the point being, you know, how do these guys just, like, declare stuff like that? Like, you and I was telling you before, well, you and I should start doing that. We should just declare I know. a structure of governance of how the world ought to operate or should or will operate yeah, like, under our provision. Well, <laughs> let's start it. We'll, we'll call it the, uh, the Earth. Uh, what, you got to make it sound kind of fancy. World Economic Forum. We'll call it the, the Earth Legislation uh, Coalition. That's us. We get to make all the rules now because we're the Earth Legislation Coalition. Uh, we probably know more about the New World Order than uh, most uh, members of, you know, at least low level members of the World Economic Forum. So I think we're I think we're um, I think we got it on our resume. Yeah, there you go. We can make T-shirts. We can have meetings at Davos. Go into yes. the mountains and. And we'll, uh, we'll get a giant Thank statue you. of uh, uh, maybe not an owl, maybe like a brontosaurus. And we'll, <laughs> yes, that's that'll be our. Yeah. <laughs> our so we, it'll be a logo. It has to be a circle, of course, because no uh, New World Order 
uh, people take us seriously if it's not a circle. So it'll be a circle, but it'll be like a brontosaurus kind of like looped all the way around. Eating its own tail. tail. It'll oh. be like an Ouroboros of a it's brontosaurus. A brontosaurus Ouroboros. Um, all right. Producers. And then it, we got to have it. the hollow earth in there somewhere. Oh, the hollow earth and flat earth at the same yes. time. It's like no, a not flat earth because the, U- the UN the has UN, the That's right. Earth. The UN has the we flat earth. We need the hollow earth okay. uh, thing. Very good. All right. And we will come out and we will, we will just announce governance structures for the world to abide by. They'll start listening eventually. <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Even the new world order had humble beginnings. Those Satanists. <laughs> then um, to being in the Twitch chat. Grupo de los gente mas gigantes. <laughs> what does that mean? This is a group of the, I don't know what gente is. Something mas, giant. The biggest Something giants. Big. The, the biggest gente. I don't know what that is. Okay. Um, all right. What else you got? Okay. This one's, uh, another one that would like to spend more time on, but, uh, you know, I forgot the jingle. Did you ever have the feeling that you were being watched? Ah, all these fall under the facial recognition and even this now, this is Here, I'll futurism. Take this one. Yeah. I like take this it. futurism thing. Uh, this futurism.com pop up. A new satellite can peer inside buildings day or night. A few months ago, a company called Capella uh, Space launched a satellite capable of taking clear radar images of anywhere in the world with incredible resolution, even through the walls of some buildings. (laughs) And unlike, oh, great, this is perfect. And unlike most of the huge array of surveillance and observational satellites orbiting the Earth, its satellite Capella 2 can snap a clear picture during day or night, rain or shine. Quote, it turns out that half of the world is in nighttime and half of the world, on average, is cloudy. No kidding, CEO Payam Banazadeh. Banazade, a former system engineer at the NASA Jet Propulsion ah, Laboratory. Classic. Never a straight answer. Yeah. Oh, you know what I wanted to clip? We need what? to clip this. I almost want a clip of a video version of it. Is um Anakin Skywalker screaming liar? Do you know that scene from Star Wars, one of the Star uh, Wars? Where he goes, <laughs> liar! Yeah. We need yeah, to get yeah. that ISO'd and just play it all the time. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we do need that because we need <laughs> it's pretty much <laughs> the whole show whenever yeah. we read anything. Yeah. Uh, quote, when you combine those two together, about 75% of Earth at any given time is going to be cloudy, nighttime, or it's going to be both. It's invisible to you. And that portion is moving around. <laughs> On Wednesday, Capella, this guy's like, I understand space. Uh, on Wednesday, Capella launched a platform allowing governmental or private customers to request images of anything in the world a capability that will only get more powerful with the deployment of six additional satellites next year is that creepy from a privacy point of view sure but Benazade uh, says that it also plugs enormous holes in the ways scientists and government agencies are currently able to monitor the planet oh great hold on poke numerous plugs numerous holes so, the, okay, privacy concerns, sure. But then this Benedizeda guy is saying, oh, yeah, yeah, but it's going to help the, the way scientists and government agencies are currently <laughs> monitoring their work. agencies. We're gonna we can take a them. picture inside your living room for the CIA. Don't worry. It's all fine. 
Quote, there's a bunch of gaps in how we're currently observing Earth from space. You mentioned that. The majority of the sensors we use to observe Earth are optical imaging sensors. He said, if it's cloudy, you're going to see the clouds. <laughs> What's happening <laughs> under the clouds? Thank you. And if uh, there's not much light, you're not going to really, ha- you're going to have a really hard time getting an image that is useful. Oh, man, this guy's a genius. By contract, <laughs> contrast, Capella can peer right through cloud cover and see just as well as in daylight as in total darkness. That's because instead of optical imaging, it uses synthetic aperture radar, or SAR. SAR works similarly to how dolphins and bats navigate using echolocation. The satellite beams down a powerful 9.65 gigahertz radio signal toward its target and then collects uh, and interprets the signal as it bounces up into orbit. Uh, And because the satellite is sending down its signal rather than passively capturing light, sometimes those signals can even penetrate right through a building's wall, peering at the interior like Superman's X-ray vision. Quote, progress before it is too late. I know. Quote, at that frequency, the clouds are pretty much transparent. Banazade told Futurism, quote, you can penetrate the clouds, fog, moisture, smoke, haze. Those things don't matter anymore. And because you're generating your own signal, it's as if you're carrying a flashlight. You don't care if it's day or night. Capella didn't invent SAR, but Banazade says it's the first U.S. company to offer the technology. That's a little concerning. It's the first U.S. company, but there's apparently other companies doing this same thing around the world and the first worldwide to offer a more accessible platform to your government for potential customers to use quote part of the challenge in this industry is that working with satellite blah 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 who cares it's a rather long article but i think we get the point they're going to be able to well they are able to right now just for a mere uh just a a meager you know, government accessible budget, uh, you, they can see right in inside of buildings. So this is yeah. cool. This is real cool. And it's all by <laughs> zapping you with, uh, uh, what was it? 9.6 something gigahertz uh, radio waves. So forget about 5G. This thing is like a targeted cancer sniping machine. Yeah, it's like a laser. Yeah. Um, yeah, this speaks to, and you know, these are legit concerns here, but uh, prophetic in in its interpretation, or at least the understanding of it, when it comes to Revelation thirteen. I've talked about it before, but you know, people talk about the vaccine being the mark of the beast. Maybe not exactly. However, uh, one of the things about the mark of the beast is that you cannot buy or sell without the mark or the worship of the image, mm-hmm. and uh, a technology like this would allow the surveillance of the entire world because part of it, again, you can't buy or sell. The, the scriptures are pretty clear. You can't buy or sell without the mark yeah. worshiping the image. Now, you and I, Basil, right now, we cannot get the vaccine and I can sell stuff to you. You can sell stuff to me and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we can kind of carry on. Right. But the That's scriptures your, say. You're making, pointing out that the vaccine does not. Uh, qualify officially as the mark of the beast right because contrary to some blogs you may have read and contrary to some youtube videos you may have seen right right but uh under these types of technologies uh a worldwide surveillance of every inch of this land that we live on called earth 
uh, or land, I don't know, collection of lands, so to speak, and water. Uh, if you can surveil every part of it, then yes, not being able to buy or sell without the mark becomes an actual possibility. And then you're talking about, here's the thing that people also, and I talk about this in other, you know, over the years I've mentioned it, but the mark of the beast, once it's deployed, it's like the people who reject it were basically, those are the martyrs. You know, they're yeah, going to come after you. They're going to come killed. and kill you. Yeah. You are so beheaded. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, people that are like really stoked that we're at the mark of the beast are fearing it. It's like, okay, you can fear the, we, the legit concerns for the vaccine, but uh, uh, a technology like this, I think, speaks even more to the prophetic significance of where we're at in the timeline right. than just the vaccine that they're rolling out that Mike Pence allegedly got on TV today you know so just <laughs> yeah. just keeping things in context as to the prophetic timeline and then what the scriptures actually say and if and, you are, and if you have to take an oath denying Jesus Christ then you can be pretty uh, that's <laughs> that's a big step towards something actually being the mark of the beast and historically uh, accurate too in that regard if you right. go back to early Rome uh, they were doing that you know you got to yeah. renounce your worship of Jesus you got to worship Caesar that kind of stuff yeah. So, yep, there's, there's clear patterns in the scriptures, and but there are certain things that appear very supernatural or highly technological. And I would say this story speaks to that type of thing where, hey, you can, hey, you know, hey, they're not going to get me. I'm going to be buying and selling with my friends in my basement. But this new satellite is like, no, we can see you. Yeah. And it's got a, <clears throat> it's got a uh, image at the very top of the article, which I didn't really understand what I was looking at, but now I do. It's looking through skyscrapers. Yeah, skyscrapers. Yeah, they can yeah. see everything. They can yeah, see crazy. literally you hiding in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why. Um, okay. Couple, you got anything else on that? Or are we uh, mm, good to nope. start, no, good. start our descent to landing? The yeah. plane here. Uh, we have a couple artificial intelligence updates. Artificial intelligence. And the first one here, CNBC.com. Managers that use AI will replace those that do not, IBM executive says. Now pay mm. very close attention. Managers, like humans, that use AI will replace those that do not. So it's not saying AI is going to replace people as a yeah. They're saying managers that don't use AI are going to be weeded out. It's very interesting. interesting. Yeah. Uh, key points. AI is not going to replace managers, but managers that use AI will replace those that do not, according to IBM Cloud and data executive Rob Thomas. Is that the same Rob Thomas from uh, Matchbook 20? <laughs> yeah, he um, became an <laughs> IBM executive. <laughs> <laughs> the pandemic saw increased demand for virtual assignments in customer service functions. Thomas added, IBM is to spin off its IT infrastructure arm so it can focus on higher margin, margin cloud and AI services. Yeah. All right. Great. Fantastic. But uh, yeah, it's another one of those things where, you know, big companies like basically determining who gets to can keep their job and who doesn't at the yeah. managerial level. Uh, well, it's interesting because it mentions in the article, this really is about giving our employees, our executives, superpowers. Yeah. And, you know, one of the biggest things we saw take off in the pandemic was virtual assistants. So how do you care for employees? Blah, blah, blah. So they're basically saying, you know, 
yeah, you can have humans sort of occupying the office of a manager, Mm -hmm. but if they're not basically taking orders or uh, enhancing their work, yes, enhancing their abilities with AI, then they're less effective. Um, So it almost is like a societal cyborgism, you know? It's like a workplace cyborgism where, yeah, a manager could be a a talented human being manager. Who knows? There's some of them out there. But it doesn't matter how talented the human is if he's not, uh, uh, you know, integrating AI into his decision making. He's not the right guy for the job or lady. And it's been the, the same thing with technology in general especially in the last century changing how jobs are done basically with any kind of industry. This is the same thing, but it just, it just seems more nefarious with AI, doesn't it? Just yeah, the well, extra and, human abilities and all that. And that's one way, you know, especially IBM <laughs> regarding know, AI IBM. and cloud interfaces, you yeah, know, yeah. big company involved in almost all the businesses, cloud mixing cloud with AI. So you've got a remotely, um, uh, supplied AI interface. So basically, if IBM's in control of this thing and all the managers in the country are using it, IBM could more or less be controlling all the businesses through this weird little managerial assistant that they make available. It's a, I mean, it, again, getting conspiracy e here, but you know, if every manager of every company uh, in the U S is taking orders from this AI and the AI is operated from IBM servers. IBM potentially kind of has a finger in every business, uh, and making managerial decisions. It's kind of a very interesting, uh, kind of little takeover that they could instigate here. Again, this is sort of the sensational idea. Release the AI Kraken. Every tentacle shall be up the, yeah, I'll stop there. Okay. One more, uh, <laughs> one more story to land the plane. The hill.com air force uses AI on military flight for the first time. When I first saw this, I was like, really AI the first time used in air force military flight. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but here's the names they come up with. Well, Artificial- they did the AI dog fights. Oh, those were virtual though. Those are virtual. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the actual airplanes here. Uh, uh, artificial intelligence controlled sensor and navigation systems abroad, a U2 dragon lady reconnaissance aircraft on Tuesday is what the air force is hailing as the first military flight with a AI co-pilot quote, putting AI safely in command of the U S military system for the first time ushers in a new age. We will launch a new age. <laughs> of human machine teaming and algorithmic competition. Will Roper, Assistant Secretary of the Air Force for Acquisition Technology and Logistics, said in a statement Wednesday, failing to realize AI's full potential will mean ceding decision advantages to our adversaries. Uh, uh, the U-2 was flown by a human pilot identified by the Air Force with only their call sign, Voodoo. Oh. A major assigned to the 9th Reconnaissance Wing at Beale Air Force Base in California. The AI algorithm dubbed R2 Mu in a reference to Star Wars droid R2-D2 was responsible for sensor employment and tactical navigation, according to 
an Air Force news release. And it goes on here. Uh, but there you go. Number one, uh, I don't know why we're turning into Star Wars. Everything's turning into Star Wars. <laughs> but also the AI advancements and um, uh, the perceived pressures from other countries uh, forcing us to, you know, push AI further and further. Yeah. This arms race of artificial intelligence. And I wonder if that's controlled by IBM too. Maybe. What I'm wondering is why hasn't the smart AI Watson, whoever, uh, why aren't they on the front lines of battling the nuke, uh, the uh, solar winds hack? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. It was a couple of years ago. We talked about uh, AI, Oh, what was it? AI based uh, cybersecurity, mm-hmm. where basically you had a you know an AI patrolling your network systems. Uh, apparently, that hasn't made much of a uh, not much of a growth pattern in the past couple of years. This just in: FDA gives green light to Moderna COVID nineteen vaccine. Oh, and Moderna has entered the ring, everybody. The <laughs> the pharma <laughs> wars continue. Oh, it wow. really is like a a wrestling match. It is. My gosh, this is shaping up to be quite a fight, everybody. Yeah. All Unlike right. Well, Pfizer. I think that's a good time to we'll call it a show. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how this all plays out. This is a. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm sure we'll have more updates. Interesting how it's exactly seven days since the Pfizer vaccine yeah. was uh, was approved in the U.S. Huh. Okay. Mm. Well, they're seven days late, but they are getting into the fight, folks. We'll see how many people faint or lose muscle, uh, their facial muscles, or they uh, will see how the Moderna... Uh, syringes work. See if there's they, any retracting needles. They grow angel's wings and they start flying. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful angelic creatures. We've really only seen uh, real uh, data coming from the uh, Pfizer uh, uh, products regarding, you know, Mark of the Beast, microchip type stuff. Maybe they saved all the microchips for the Moderna vaccine. Ooh. You know, that is the one that Fauci has the biggest stake in is Moderna. So, yeah, it's also mm. the CEO. I have a video about why we shouldn't trust Moderna. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. The CEO is not a scientist. He's oh, a, of course. He's a fundraiser guy and he has a messianic uh, what was the verbiage there? Complex? Uh, no, not a complex, but reverence. The yeah, the article stated that I covered. Uh, he has a messianic reverence for mRNA technology. Oh, just so, loves the stuff. Can't get enough. Loves mRNA. Just loves it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. We will hear more about the Moderna vaccine on Monday. Well. Actually, we need to talk about our schedule, Gons. We do. I think I think we'll be you okay for Monday. You, good Monday. Yeah, okay, so. Monday, uh, December twenty first. Monday, December twenty first. Sometime between noon and three p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Put it on your calendar. Turn on notifications. Depending where you're watching live, click that little bell or whatever. Figure it out. More than anything, put it on your uh, your desk calendar. Um, 
so you don't miss a show and uh, let's see yeah thank you to all of our producers of episode 278 uh, that is producer Vincent a unique jewelry boutique Kara or Sarah Spears Desert Fortunato Saul and our wonderful artist Allie thank you guys so much for helping produce this episode um, let's see here remember you can become a producer of the show. And what better time to become a producer of the show than the first show after the approval of the Moderna vaccine. Monday's show is going to be great. So uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash ccnt or even better, head on over to canarycryradio.com slash support. Canarycryradio.com slash don't that's, forget to thank the knight. That's right. Knight. Oh, yes. And big old thank you to Sir Aaron Knight of the Wabanakis in the Valley of the Mighty Kantukuk. Uh, we appreciate your knighthood and your uh, your your long uh, appreciated support, uh, Sir Aaron. We'll make sure to put you. We got to make sure to put them on the, uh, the Excel spreadsheet so we don't forget. Um Yes, there you go. Now, uh, like I said, be, please consider becoming a producer. We know the end of the year is a difficult time for many reasons, um, but uh, there you go. And I will say for those um, people interested in making end of the year uh, tax exempt uh, gifts, there is a special way um, that you can support the community in that way, send us an email at canarycryradio at gmail.com if you're in, if that's something that you're interested in. Uh, but other than that, you can also support the show by sharing it. Uh, put it on your social media tag. Gons and I will make sure we uh, see it and like it and uh, perhaps share it as well. Uh, that's a great way to let everybody know what your favorite uh, way to get your weekly news is. Three times a week and if you got friends and family starting to wake up to the fact that the world is not what it seems and that the vaccine seems like there's not zero adverse effects perhaps you want to share the show with them uh, you can just send them an episode and uh, we'll be happy to get involved with that journey of theirs discovering the truth going on and the manipulations going on uh, in the media and uh, if you need any more instructions, here's what you do. You just walk right up to him, you grab him by the cage, and then you shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Hey, stop that! Don't ever silence me! I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy! Leave the bird alone! Never! Rattle a few cages! The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right. Just ask Noah. And remember to leave ratings and reviews. Just uh, go on to Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever they changed it to nowadays and search for Canary Cry News Talk. Now, also, one last thing. Remember that after each live episode, we also put out the podcast 
podcast version of the episode with uh, increased sound quality, and it's there uh, free from the shackles of platforms like YouTube. Um, and so it's a much safer way to make sure that you can access the library of Canary Cry News Talk uh, content. So thank you very much, everybody. Gons, any last words? Nope. I think that's it. Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, appreciate all the producers, the recurring producers. See how he does that? He says no. And then he says all this stuff. You, you, what? <laughs> Okay, everybody, come back on Monday, December 21st, sometime between noon and 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then, uh, but before... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 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 <messed> up. <laughs> December 21st, on Monday, we'll be back with another show. Uh, so make sure to tune in then. But until then, everybody, make sure to think outside the cage. Remember, reality is an illusion. The universe is a hologram. Bye, gold. Bye. I want to shake things up, shake things up. I want to shake things up, shake things up. <laughs> Leave the bird alone. I want to stir up some controversy. I want to rattle a few cages. I want to rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I I'm it. the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati. Fun fact, I believe it was uh, another fun fact. Fun fact. Uh, another fun fact. Brings me back to my screamo days.
Don't, 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 don't even get me started on bidets, man. But, 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 bidets, man. Bidets, man. I'm telling you, you were living the life, man. Bidets, man.
future humans will be confined in a people's zoo. People, I'll keep you safe and The camera's on